0: presents high school football so second down and one jet sweep faking again. Ulrich wants to run just enough to get the first down breaks a tackle breaks another one 15 to the right sideline 10 and now he's free touchdown Jesse Ulrich and Ord has tied the game with a minute
1: 13 to go in the first quarter today it's the 61st annual Shrine Bowl all-star football game from Foster Field at UNK Gabe Hines a 24
0: yarder from the right hash we're ready to go for the state final the snap Good placement, good kick on the way, the kick is good, and the Carney Bearcats are going to the 2017 Class A State Championship game.
1: High School Football on APR is brought to you by the Classic Hit Sports Club. Snodgrass
0: again, trying to find some room, and he turns the corner, and there's nobody there. Garrett Snodgrass, 63 yards, touchdown Dukes.
1: 76 of the state's best high school football seniors have worked hard on and off the field over the past week, culminating with today's All-Star Game. It's the 61st Annual Shrine Bowl coming up next, but first it's the Hogemeyer Hybrids pregame show. We'll take you live to UNK's Foster Field with KKPR Sports Director Doug Duda and Larry Baker right after this word from the Hogemeyer Hybrids.
0: Hey, good afternoon, everyone. From the University of Nebraska at Kearney-Ron and Carroll Cope Stadium, Foster Field, it is time for the 2019 Nebraska High School Shrine Bowl, the 61st Annual Edition, with our producer-engineer Stacy Johns, Larry Baker, I'm Doug Duda. Glad to have you for the seventh year that the game has been played here at Kearney and will be for another four years after the extension of the contract here during this last offseason. The Shrine Band is here and starting to perform, and the North and South teams are off. On the field and warming up we're about 35 minutes away from kickoff as the north takes on the south and larry uh, once again we see some of the state's best football players are here not every single one of them made it a couple are out because of injuries but you do have 14 future Nebraska Cornhuskers. And, of course, with a larger walk-on class, you're going to see that maybe now in the Shrine game. You've also got Garrett Snodgrass here as a uh, scholarship player for the Huskers. So you've got a good uh, number of uh, future Huskers. But it's not all that anymore. It isn't all about Big Red, as everybody is fired up about that. There are a lot of good football programs, some coming right here to UNK. Others are playing Division One sports. It just isn't going to be football, and they're that talented that they're able to be here in the Shrine
3: game. Yeah, Doug. I'll tell you, there's a larger number of college football players in this game than we've had since we've done this in Kearney. Virtually all of these players are going to be playing college football. There's a few playing college basketball, one playing college baseball. But uh, in the past couple of years, to be quite honest, it's been a little bit of the minority of those that are going on to play. Virtually all these guys are going to go play in South Dakota, North Dakota, Missouri, Kansas, lots in Nebraska, uh, at all of our different schools. There's a lot of really good talent, as there always is, but there's a lot of good talent in this game.
0: Well, and there's plenty of talent from our listening area as well. And then, of course, uh, from the uh, coaching standpoint, you've got Glenn Snodgrass, who is coaching uh, the South, uh, who uh, had his playing at... Uh, north loop scotia went on to concordia was the coach for a number of years at overton Uh, he's got some of his former assistant coaches current assistant coaches a couple of them that uh, are real good close personal friends and then you've got paul lamangi over on the north side coming off a class a state championship
3: yeah this will be really interesting lamangi's old school metro guy uh in omaha and the way he does things you're going to see Mostly pistol, tons of spread. You're going to see a quarterback from Coach Lamanji that everybody's very familiar with and Carter Terry from Grand Island Northwest who can spin it, no doubt about that. Moving to the other side, though, with Glenn Snodgrass, Uh, it's going to be very interesting when we talk about the South team because at the end of the day, Glenn Snodgrass at North Loop Scotia, at Overton, (laughs) And at York, the dude loves to run the ball. He likes to get in a lot of kind of wacky formations. And ultimately, it's a downhill eye team. He's got the best eye uh, tailback in the state of Nebraska, period, uh, playing on his side in uh, Jared Epperson from Omaha Scott Catholic. If you watched him in the state championship games the last few years, you know who I'm talking about. He's going to go play, I believe, at Augustana. Uh, but, Doug, he's also got a quarterback, probably the best pure passer in in this uh, game today, in Joseph Krause out of Seward is going to go play at Northwest Missouri State, so it's kind of interesting. He's going to be able to pound it and run it with a fullback, but he's going to be able to throw the ball as well, so this will be interesting to see when we talk about this matchup what type of offense the South team is going to be able to get going.
0: And if you take a look and you can tell me whether you agree with this or not with uh, Coach Snodgrass, he's had some state championship teams. He had uh, state finalist teams uh, as well at 8 and 11 man. But not all the time was he working with 11 players like he has on offense here today.
3: The coolest part about Coach Snodgrass, and if you played for him, don't take this the wrong way. You did what you were supposed to do. But Coach Snodgrass hasn't always taken the best players to the top. He got his team to the top because of how he did things and he built kids and got everybody to their ceiling well he's never driven like we've talked about before a ferrari like this before if he was able to get these guys to coalesce this week and it kind of sounded talking to garrett a little bit on tuesday when we were there it kind of sounds like they have boy would this be special
0: well, we're looking forward to another great football game. The wind's blowing out of the north at about 15 miles an hour. The temperature is 73 degrees is maybe the best day weather-wise that we have had for the Shrine Bowl here in Kearney. It's near perfect, and we should uh, see some great football this afternoon. As Larry mentioned, we were all down there. If you were with us on the Dung and Daddy Show Tuesday for Shrine Bowl Media Day, we talked to many of our area players, and we had a chance to talk to both of the coaches. We'll have our pregame interviews with Paul Abongi of the north and Glenn Snodgrass of the south. You are listening to the 29. 29- Shrine Bowl, our pregame show here brought to you by Hogemeyer Hybrids. Contact Terry and Jason Stark, your Hogemeyer Hybrid seed dealer. Back with more on Power 99 and online at platriverpreps.com right after this.
4: Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, getting you back into the game of life. With several locations in Kearney and surrounding areas. Ask your doctor how Family Physical Therapy can improve your quality of life. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center. Excellence in rehabilitation is a very proud supporter of all of our area athletes in and out of the game. Locations serving carney Lexington, Minden, Rivanna, and Wood River.
5: Let Molly's Motor Works show you how easy it is to buy a quality used car in Kearney. We believe fair prices, superior service, and treating customers right leads to satisfied repeat buyers. Our friendly and knowledgeable sales staff is here to help you find the car you deserve, priced to fit your budget. Shop our virtual showroom of used cars, trucks, and SUVs online, then stop by for a test drive. Molly's Motor Works East 25th in Kearney is a proud supporter of all the area athletes. Best of luck in the games. As I said,
0: I've known Glenn since he was playing eight-man football, and I think that's one of the things... That's pretty unique Uh, when you've been able to do everything you've done. Glenn, you played eight man, you coached eight man. You brought Eric here with you as one of your assistant coaches. Now you've had a ton of success and I've said it, turn around one of the programs that was at the bottom of high school football and now winning state championships and getting to the final. You've had looks at class A, so you know a lot about their kids. You kind of more than any coach that I remember talking to at the shrine, probably have the overall view of the type of kid that you're going to be coaching. Do you feel that way?
6: Oh, absolutely. You know, I was an eight-man football player and got to do that for a long time. You know, I coached a little bit of professional indoor league in Kearney for a while there and, um, you know, played college football. So we've seen a lot of different level of kids and, um, you know, I feel like we did a nice job of canvassing the entire state and trying to, you know, we're we're supposed to take a couple eight-man kids, but we said we're not going to just limit it to that. If there's enough of those kids, you know, anybody who's who's good enough to play, we're going to take them. We're not going to be afraid to do that. But we got two very good eight-man guys. Um, And you know, as far as uh, bringing Coach Ryan in here, that was just awesome. You know, I got to coach with him for uh, 11 years at Overton, one of the best coaches, and I'm, you know, I. He's one of the best coaches in the state. I've been around a lot of guys. I've coached with a lot of guys. Um, Eric is just a a very intelligent, knowledgeable football guy. And having him, it's been, football-wise, it's been great, but it's also been a heck of a lot of fun just having him here as a friend for this week. Well, Coach,
3: with ER being here, I think one of the things when you build an all-star team like this character and all those things really matter chemistry matters because you're bringing in everybody's best and they're only here for a week and how does that work out in a sense how was it to have a guy like er that is such a great locker room guy such a forget the football piece but what he brings to your team whether as a player or as a coach that has to help in melding this thing together in such a
6: short time yeah for sure and he we all of our coaches we have some um, high character level charismatic guys out there that are relating very well to the players and you know coach ryan also played for nebraska so that brings a little bit of credibility right there as well but when we chose our team character was high on our list i mean we weren't going to take any great athletes who weren't great kids and so we spent a lot of time calling coaches and asking them um, what kind of character these kids have and we got some great kids you know we've been around them for three days now at seven practices we've had zero trouble i mean, I mean, these are some awesome kids. And this is the best of the best in the state of Nebraska. And so um, we're, we're working on that, that whole unity thing because, you know, we got eight days, seven, eight days together. And, um, you know, by the time that game rolls around next week, those close, tight unit teams um, tend to kind of do better. And our guys are really meshing and gelling well right now.
7: You know, Coach Snidgrass. I'm going to tell you one thing right now about you. I've known you for a lot of years, but one thing you've done—you've really helped the state of Nebraska in high school football in a lot of ways. And one is, uh, you've had some good teams, and maybe when they were getting a big lead, you knew how to take care of the game. You managed the game so the other team wasn't embarrassed. You're very competitive when you're playing somebody like a McCook or a Grand Island Northwest. Yeah. You know, but but you can do both, and you kind of understand, and your players understand it too. And one of the guys that I noticed it was really understood it a lot was your son. I really appreciated getting to referee him. I could go to him when things got out of hand a little bit and go, hey, you take care of your team and I'm going to go take care of this team and then things could get done and resolve it. Talk a little bit about your son and how how nice it is to get to coach him.
6: Yeah, you know, and Garrett's a very good leader. He's not the loudest kid, most outspoken kid, but he knows when his leadership is necessary and I think he kind of knows that um, when he talks it maybe carries a little bit of weight right now and you can kind of just feel that throughout the entire team right now. Um, And uh, he's doing a great job carrying that leadership role in here. Um, And, you know, just coaching him one more time is fantastic. You know, he just graduated. We took him down to Lincoln. He was at UNL for a week, and that was all a big emotional time. But we kind of knew we had this one more week together to – um, to do this thing one more time, and it's uh, it is really special. It's uh to to just to be a part of this game with the game itself and the Shriners and everything else is an amazing honor and all that. But not very many guys have got to do it with their son, you know. And so to just spend this one last you know long group amount of time with them is is fantastic. And and I tell all these kids, you know, this is the the um, you're among the the greatest group of football players. Ever to play in Nebraska because you know those are the guys that play in the Shrine Bowl. You don't get in the Shrine Bowl unless you're amazing, you know. And all these guys, it's uh, it's been a fantastic week. But like I said, Garrett in particular, it's special. And the great thing about him, he, he's obviously a very good player, but it's been well documented how versatile he is. And in an All-Star game situation, um, it, it's nice to be able to have a guy that can plug in at any different position. It's nice to have a guy who knows our offense front and back and can help the kids with at every single different position so Garrett has been extremely valuable on a lot of different levels um he's actually kind of our seventh coach to be 100% honest with you he's done a really really good job with that
3: Glenn quickly last one for me one of the things I've been very impressed with through your career I uh was a proud season ticket holder at the Tri-City Diesel. Didn't miss any of those. <laughs> One of the things that's impressed me through what now is a couple decades is your versatility from an X's and O standpoint. You've always been able to build great relationships, and you're a great leader and that kind of thing. What are we going to see Saturday? Because you've done some exceptional things, different out of the box sometimes. Will we see some of that Saturday?
6: Well, um, you know, I, I don't think we're getting too crazy with all the different offenses, but I will say we've got a lot of versatility in our personnel. You know, we got a Krause who, you know, I, Coach Kern and I were talking about this. In my 20 years, there's only been two kids that we have been – just scared to death of as an opposing player one of them was Isaac Wallace from Ralston as a running back and then Joe Krause was the other one who just just put the fear of God into it so um, but he's a kid who can sling it all over the field he's going to throw it around as good as any quarterback I've seen in a long time but he can also run if he needs to but then you can bring in Braden Miller um, who also throws well but he's a physical fast runner who wants to get downhill and then we can bring Garrett in who can kind of do both of those things so we got a lot of different Versatility and what we can do offensively and defensively. So we're going to kind of see how the game goes and how the um, you know how the teams and especially the front lines kind of can compete against one another. And then we'll kind of determine whether we're going to chuck it around a lot. But with the receivers we got and with Joe Krause's arm, it's going to be hard not to let him chuck it around a little bit. It's going to be a lot of fun though.
0: All right, Glenn, we'll let you get to work. We will see you in Kearney this weekend. Thanks
6: for the time, buddy. Yeah, thanks a lot. To be interviewed by three great guys, but two of the absolute legends. I mean, what an honor. So thanks a lot, guys.
9: George's Aerial Spraying in Sutton offers many spraying services. Bill George, owner and pilot, offers crop care by air. Call Bill today for more information on spraying services at 402-773-5581. That's 773-5581.
0: Five stations. Boom 30 K. Chance. Hastings. KXPN. Carney, The Breeze 94.5. Classic Hits. Power 99. One team. Platte River Preps. Platte River Preps. PlatteRiverPreps.com. Powered by Platte River Radio. Local sports. Your music. Coach Paul Lamanji. He's got a few good wins under his belt, and he is going to take care of the North squad. Doug Duda, Jim Langan, Larry Baker. Glad to have the coach join us here on the Doug and Daddy Show on Media Day. Coach uh, A, congratulations on this great honor, and uh, thanks for giving us some time. How are you?
10: Thank you. Appreciate it. I'm
0: doing well. It's fun. I know it's early in the week. How much can you even tell us about uh, the kids uh, since they reported to camp and what you've been able to do?
10: Man, we picked a great group of guys, man. We love every second being around them. Um, They're getting along well. They're working hard. They're listening. They're yes coach, no coach. Um, It's been busy, a little hectic, but it's been exciting, fun.
7: Coach, when you were selected, did you get to do this? What was the first thing you thought about when you thought, hey, I'm going to coach the Ryan game?
10: Being away from my team. Was the first thing I thought about because I love my team over at Burke, and uh, I don't like to be away from them too long. Um, but I got great assistance there, uh, um, you know, coaching them up while we're gone. Um, but I just, uh, you know, hated to be a to leave my team for a bit because because I I, I love those guys so much. But you know, this opportunity does doesn't come up uh, too often, so I want to take advantage of it. And make sure it was okay with the my, with my wife um, and my kids, and they were all for it. So here I am coach
3: your season you had a fantastic clearly high school season and then to be able to cap it and drive nebraska's ferrari in the summer with regard to high school football What has that kind of whole experience been like really if you take your back self back to this week last year you knew you were going to be good so you're preparing and hungry and digging all the way to now to what you're going through this week to be able to play on friday what's that year been like
10: yeah it's been it's been one heck of a year just kind of have to prioritize and and when you're focused on one one thing, you, you got to give it everything you got. And then you got to leave some time for the other thing and and, uh, you know, give that objective everything you got. So it's, it's been one of those years where it's been exciting and fun. Um, it, it really kept me structured uh, w- with what I need to get done so I could make sure I don't slight anything. But uh, just exciting and, and honored to be in the position I'm in and and uh, grateful for, uh, you know, what I do for a living. We're joined
0: by Paul Abungi as the head coach at Omaha Burke. He's also going to coach the North team, which has some Grand Island kids on it, which will be fun to talk about, too. But, Coach, I think a lot of people have followed your story. They want
10: to know, how are you doing? Well, I'm doing good. I feel great. Um, you know, I'm getting my checkups. I, I had one a couple of weeks ago, and it was a, a clean bill of health, and I got one right before uh, football starts in August. So, you know, praying every every day that, uh, um, you know, things are going well with that and, and, and just taking it uh, – Day by day, and and, and hopefully, and, and I'll, I'll be fine. But right now, I'm good. How hard was it to decide which of your own kids to put on the Shrine Bowl? Yeah, it was tough. I mean, there, were, there, were, that was a debate, and and we, you know, we kind of asked them early who would be interested in it, and then you know who's leaving er- early to go, uh, you know, down to play at Nebraska, and then you know who's, uh, you know, you know, we had James Burke, who's gonna who's gonna wrestle in college. So we had a we we had a tough task, and uh, you know, we were happy to select uh. You know Dylan Sales and, and Tyler Chadwick. Um, unfortunately, you know he came came down with some illness. He couldn't play. We very disappointed in that. But we picked up Hunter Jones, um, who's having a great camp so far. So
3: Coach Lamangi, you've only been together a short time, but you know what you want to do. Doug and I will be calling the game live Saturday in Kearney. What do we expect to see out of you guys to this point? Snodgrass is right around the corner, so you <laughs> yeah. speak a little lighter. But what can you tell us so well, far that, that, that our listeners are ready to watch for on know, Saturday? We, we,
10: we have some few objectives that we um, talked over with our guys. Basically, we want our guys to appreciate the day. Uh, play hard. You know, obviously, defensively, you've got to play the 4-3. We're going to add some wrinkles with it as, as much as we can with, with uh, some coverages. Um, we'll replace our linebackers offensively. Um, You got a little bit from each each coach on staff's offense, Um, but uh, we're going to do some things to put our players in the best uh, situation to be successful. So you're going to see some pistol. Um, You're going to see some motion. You're going to see some some run game coming right at you. We want to establish the run and and, uh, you know, set up the pass a little bit. And, uh, you know, we feel we got some athletes, so it should be a fun game.
7: You know, Coach. Too, uh, there, there's a lot of All-Star games, but one thing about the Shrine Bowl, it's clearly what this game is for. Talk right. a little bit about
10: that. Oh, this game is is something else. These kids, these Shriners, what they do for the community, um, what they do for these children who are who are in need of some help is unbelievable. Their time and effort, uh, with with little, you know, monetary, uh, um, you know, compensation is is special. I'm in these these meetings, and I and I can't believe. What, what's going on in these organizations? These kids, the toughness and resiliency they show um, is, is is truly um, something special. And these Shriners, kind of helping out and giving everything and making you know their life a little easier, is something to be. Uh, you know, very grateful for that I'm a part of. So I'm just honored to be here. We'll wrap
0: it up here with Paul Lamongi. He's going to be the head coach for the North Squad out of Omaha, Burke. Sometimes coaches will play kids both ways. Sometimes it's specifically you're on offense, you're on defense. What's your philosophy? And then with the kids that you've never seen before? a Jesse Ulrich of Ward, a Jacob Hardbrick of Central Catholic C, even your eight-man guys. Uh, what's what's your first impression of some of those?
10: Yeah, um, we're going to play our guys. You know, we're not a, a, a two-platoon type um, we don't have a two platoon type philosophy at at Burke. So um, basically what we're going to do is we're going to play some guys, uh, you know, two ways. We're going to spell some guys on offense, maybe some on D, but they're, you're going to see guys playing offense and defense. You're going to see them play special teams. You know, overall the guys um, ha- have been, um, you know, really great. You know, the guys who, who kind of stand, stand out a little bit, I would say is, um, you know, Cooper Jewett from Elkhorn South is having a great camp. He's doing, you know, really great things. Carter Terry, um, the quarterback um, is really stepping up, and, and, and uh, Rhett Jordan is playing well. Um, you know, we, we got Caden Johnson from Wahoo Newman is is, is is playing really well and working hard, being a good leader. So we got a lot of guys that uh, are stepping up, and, and we're really proud of and excited to see them play Saturday. So, um, you know, we, we think we picked pretty good for our team, and we're excited to watch them play Saturday.
0: All right, Coach, we'll let you get back to this great day of activities with your kids and the kids that they're bringing in for the experience, and we'll see you in Carney Friday and Saturday. Thanks for the time. Thank you very much. That's Paul Lamangi. He is the head coach for the state champions from Omaha, Burke, and he's going to try and bring home a title for uh, the North team, which involves uh, some of the kids from Grand Island and Central Catholic. We mentioned Ord, Gothenburg, Broken Bow, all represented on that North team.
11: Aurora Cooperative believes in creating unique opportunities for their member owners to increase yields and generate more profit for their farm. They know that applying a fungicide to your weed crop will increase its quality and your yields. Aurora Cooperative's fungicide and Wheat premium program allows you to do just that, with a 15 cent premium per bushel for all who use the program and deliver the grain to an Aurora Cooperative grain location. Contact your local grain agronomy or aviation team member today to learn more about how they can help with your farm's yield and profitability. Tougher together, Aurora Cooperative
0: And welcome back to the Hogenmeyer Hybrids pregame show here on Power 99 and Preps.com. Our internet streaming is brought to you by Barney Insurance, Carney, Holdridge, Lexington, and Lincoln. The teams are being introduced here at the Shrine Bowl. Let's go ahead and take a look at our starting lineups for the 2019 Shrine Bowl, brought to you by Five Points Bank, the better bank in Carney, And we will start with the North Squad. At center is number 54, Jack Haas. He comes out of Omaha Creighton Prep. At the guards, left guard, number 60, Logan Schulke. For Schulke, he comes out of Waverly. At the right guard, Ryan Benna, number 62. And for Benna, he comes out of Omaha Creighton Prep. At the tackles on the right side is Joe Teton. Teton will wear number 58 today. And for Joe, he played at Norfolk Catholic. On the other side of the foot uh, tackle, left tackle, is Makey Butler wearing number 70 today. Butler coming out of Omaha North. At tight end is Jacob Herbeck. Herbeck will wear number 82 today out of Grand Island Central Catholic. Of course, we talked to him Tuesday. He's walking on at the University of Nebraska. Your wide receivers are number 80, Mason Heemstra out of Alliance. And number 16, Rhett Jordan, who hails out of Waverly High School. The fullback is number 22, Brady Hull, out of Loganview. The back is number 18, Alex Rogers, out of Omaha, Ron Colley. And the starting quarterback will be number 10, Carter Terry, who is Grand Island Northwest. We'll take a look at the defensive side of the ball here in just a little bit. Paul Lamangi, the head coach from Omaha, Burke. Blake Bebout of Valentine, Brock Eichelberger of O'Neill, Ben Ryan of Omaha, Burke. Andy Schatzberg of Omaha, Burke, and Chris Seaboff of Alliance are the assistants. On the South squad, the center is number 57, P.J. Shaven out of Seward. The guards are number 67, Quinn Butsky out of Centennial, and the right guard, is uh, number 79, and that is Norielli out of Norris. The tackles on the left side, number 65, Cole Aniello out of Millard West, and the uh, right tackle is Noah Staferski, number 77, out of York. At tight end is T.J. Skradsky. He is coming out of Omaha, Scutt And then you take a look at the uh, wide receivers. Running the X today is Lucas Poluchek out of Ogallala. And Austin Jablonski is the Z today out of Lincoln Pius the tenth. The fullback is Barrett Sellin. He'll wear number nine today out of Lincoln East. The eye back is Jared Epperson. He's wearing number thirty one out of Omaha Scott. And the starting quarterback from Seward is number thirteen, Joseph Krause. The head coach of the South is Glenn Snodgrass out of. York High School. Matt Kern from York, Cameron Lenhart of Fairbury, Matt Maltzberger of York, Jamie Offer of Seward, and Eric Ryan of Overton are the assistant coaches for the South team in the 2019 Shrine Bowl. The offensive starters brought to you by Five Points Bank, the better bank in Kearney. Larry, there's always a lot of talent out here, but you just look out here and know, you say the South seems to have a little bit more of the speed and skill. The North has the big boys up front.
3: Yeah, the North's got some hammers up front, Doug. That's absolutely for sure. I do think the skill is on uh, uh, the side of the South.
0: There's no doubt about that. You're listening to the Hogemeyer Hybrids pregame show here on Power 99, KKPR-FM, Kearney, Grand Island Hastings, and the World Wide Web at PlatteRiverPreps.com. We will take a break and be back with more as we get closer to the kickoff of the 2019 Shrine Bowl right after this.
4: The officers and staff of First Tier Bank take pride in providing professional banking services with several convenient locations in Elm Creek, Kearney, and Holdridge. First Tier Bank offers a full line of banking and financial services, including checking and savings accounts, loans, investment, and insurance services. Ask about the new Wealth Builder Loan Program and the online banking services offered at First Tier, including online bill pay. First Tier Bank, Kearney, Elm Creek, and Holdridge, an equal housing lender member fdic
0: the officials for the 2019 shrine bowl have a little bit of a flavor from our listening area although referee mike carroll is from lincoln umpire bill dutton is a eustace farnham graduate where he lives in lincoln he is the umpire the linesman is russ Hendricks uh, out of omaha the line judge is phil hall a native of york And then back judge is Doug Kubik, of course, who went to UNK and is a native and a graduate of Cambridge High School. He currently lives up in Atkinson, so our officials for today's Shrine Bowl. The National Anthem about ready to be played here by the Shrine Bowl Band, and we will be ready for the Shrine Bowl 2019 here on Classic Hits, Power 99 and PlatteRiverPreps.com in just a moment. The North team today will be wearing the red. If you're watching it online or on TV, the white team is the South team here today. And we'll be back with more. You've been listening to the Hogemeyer Hybrid's pregame show. Contact Terry and Jason Stark, your Hogemeyer Hybrid C dealer.
1: Community
13: people. Everything seems easier when you're doing business with people you know, especially banking. When you apply for a loan, it's a good feeling knowing who you're talking to. Bank with us. Mendon Exchange Bank and Trust Company. Member FDIC. Community people you know.
3: Community people you
14: know.
5: Let Molly's Motor Works show you how easy it is to buy a quality-use car in Carney. We believe fair prices, superior service, and treating customers right leads to satisfied repeat buyers. Our friendly and knowledgeable sales staff is here to help you find the car you deserve, priced to fit your budget. Shop our virtual showroom of used cars, trucks, and SUVs online, then stop by for a test drive. Molly's Motor Works East 25th in Kearney is a proud supporter of all the area athletes. Best of luck in the games.
0: Doug Duda, Larry Baker with you here as they're about ready to uh, introduce the honorary captains, two of the Shriner uh, patients. And, uh, Larry, this is where that transition begins. Uh, The kids are all coming in on uh, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. They're having fun. They're getting through those first practices. They've tried to show that they've learned the playbook that the coaches have given them. And then you have the Shriner experience on Tuesday where they actually get to meet some of the patients. There were at least 45 Nebraska Shrine hospital patients uh, of all ages that were at Nebraska Wesleyan on Tuesday. It changes the perspective of the kids for a couple of days. And then, as the coaches have said for a long time, that's kind of where you're at. You had the banquet last night here in Kearney. But Saturday, once you get into that locker room, it needs to switch. You're here now for the next three hours to play the football game that you were selected to uh, come here and take part in.
3: Yeah, and you, you really start. I mean, actually, as you watch, you know, you and I get here about two hours ahead to get ready for the game. And as the kids are out on the field, still even in that in that around 12, time, they're kind of out messing around. And it does about 1245 to one o'clock as the kids start coming out and warming up. It looks like any Friday night, or for most of these guys, what would look like a Saturday afternoon next year, things get pretty serious, and you start hearing the screams from the sidelines, and the guys start jumping up and down and getting ready to go.
0: Well, the uh, honorary co-captains this year are 10-year-old Brody Linnell and 13-year-old Caden McCormick. So uh, each side... Uh, has uh, one as their uh, captain here, and they are being introduced right now. As we get down to this football game, you just never know what you're going to see. We've seen high scoring, we've seen low scoring, we've seen lopsided. Uh, what are you expected to see here today, Larry? Well,
3: I think it's going to be an interesting game. Uh, I don't think it's going to be lopsided, and uh, it never can be lopsided for long because I'll let Doug explain how the rules work, but uh, they make sure and keep it uh, from being a runaway I look, Doug, for the uh, South team. Here's how I think, and it's so hard to break something like this down, but I believe that the South team, you're going to see them want to run the ball, mix in play action. They're going to get over the heads or try to get over the heads uh, of the North, and it's going to be old school football. Where the North is going to combat that is their linebackers are really, really good. Sam Sims, we saw what he was able to do, Doug, for Grand Island through Class A. This year, uh, they've got really good inside backers, and when you have really good inside linebacker play what with what should be good D-line play coming from the north, that should negate the running game. So I think that's where the real matchup is, is can the north stop that running game of the Souths and keep the South from trying to go play-action pass over the head with a quarterback that can really spin it.
0: Well, let's go ahead and see if we can run down these defensive starters uh, before kickoff here. For the South team, you have uh, Chase Norblade. Uh, Norblade is going to be a cornerback. Uh, he is, uh, of course, uh, out of a Papillion-La Vista South. Garrett Snodgrass is going to start at middle linebacker from York. Mike McClanahan of Papio South is going to start at free safety. Tyson Guzman of Omaha West Side is one of your corners. Taven Grigsby out of Lincoln Southwest is the strong safety. Braden Sellin, wearing number 41 today, uh, he will be out of Lincoln East. You've got Barrett and Braden Sellin, and uh, Braden's going to start at linebacker. Nick Leader. Is going to be one of your defensive ends out of Lincoln Southwest. Jaden Merriman from Millard South, defensive tackle. Colin Giron is going to be a defensive end today out of McCook. Defensive tackle Landon Weber is going to get the start from uh, Adams Central. And then another linebacker, DJ Gross, uh, is going to start there out of McCook for the South team. On the North team, defensively, Kojo Atikpaho out of Grand Island will be one corner. Cooper Jewett out of Elkhorn South will be a strong safety. Luke Reimer from Lincoln North Star is a linebacker, as is Garrett Houston, uh, Houston uh, coming out of Mount Michael in Elkhorn. Another one of the corners here today will be Lane Edis. He is going to be the only eight-man starter today. out of Mullen, who actually was their leading career rusher, broke his dad's record in the state final, so he's going to get the start. Jesse Ulrich of Ord wears 34. He's your free safety. Sam Sims of Grand Island will be the middle linebacker. Caden Johnson out of Wahoo Newman is going to be a defensive end. One of the tackles is going to be uh, Travis Tyler, He will be a tackle out of Creighton High School. So there's another uh, eight-man kid that's going to get a start here today. Logan Schulke wears number 60 out of Waverly. He'll be a defensive end. And Hunter Jones wears number 66, and he will be a tackle today. Uh, Hunter Jones wearing number 66 out of uh, Omaha Burke. And so those are the defensive starters today for the North team. The coin flip uh, being taken care of right now. The captains are down there. That's always a... Uh, You've got your honorary captains and you've got your team captains, so that's always cool. And it looks like uh, our official today is going to tell us that the South team is going to receive the ball and they will go into the wind, and we are about ready to kick off the 2019 Shrine Bowl on Power 99. Doug Duda along with Larry Baker will have it for you right after this.
9: George's Aerial Spraying in Sutton offers many spraying services. Bill George, owner and pilot, offers crop care by air. Call Bill today for more information on spraying services at 402 773 5581. That's 773 5581. Five
0: stations. Boom 30, K-E-Chance. KS Hastings. K-X-P-N, Carney. The Breeze, 94.5. Classic Hits. Power 99. One team. Platte River Preps. Platte River Preps. PlatteRiverPreps.com. Powered by Platte River Radio. Local sports, your Music. And back deep for the South team here today will be Chase Norblade and Torrence Jackson. Again, Larry was referring to the can't get up by more than two touchdowns or your team continues to have the ball offensively, which is fun if you're playing on that offense or the other defense. So uh, we've had a couple of close games the last two years. Uh, helped because of that, a three-pointer last year, a seven-pointer the year before. We're ready to go. The ball's on the tee here at the 35-yard line in the north side of the field. And the boot is away, and it's a high kick that will be drifting back and over Norblade's head with the wind at his back end into the end zone. Again, there are also some special rules here in the Shrine Bowl, Larry.
3: Eh? Yeah, there's a, you know, the defenses, you're going to see a 4-3 defense. You're not going to be able to blitz. You're not going to be able to do much. You'll see both uh, coaching staff try to push the envelope with that a little bit. You can't block a punt. So uh, defenses have to be fairly vanilla as far as that goes. That's really the biggest one.
0: And so the South, ready to get this football game underway, and hey... uh, It's old school. Yeah, they put Snodgrass in there as the starting quarterback. Out of an eye formation, Jablonski's in motion. And Snodgrass will turn and hand it off to his eye back to begin the football game, and there is about a half a yard here on the first carry of the ball game. So nowhere to go that time for Jared Epperson, maybe a yard. We'll call it second down at nine.
3: Yeah, Hunter Jones from Omaha Burke does a great job coming from the backside. But this is what I'm talking about, Doug. You've only got one wide receiver here all packed together this is what he wants to do coach snodgrass and then he
0: loves to throw it out of some of this stuff Cade reichert split out wide to left jablonski is your slot back and again he's in motion from right to left the short side of the field pitch play epperson they're going to give it back to jablonski it's a throwback to the right side to snodgrass complete at the 25 the 30 and he'll be thrown out of bounds at the 32-yard line by Atikpiko of Grand Island. So he stayed home as they had a little uh, throwback to the quarterback, Snodgrass, at our first first down of the game.
3: Yeah, yeah, Kojo does a great job there, Duggar. That's a touchdown. If they throw it right away and they're able to get it to him, that's six because they, they, nobody went out with him. The throw was just late.
0: And now Snodgrass will check out of the football game. And I expect that uh, Joseph Krause of Seward will now come in there. So they ran him two plays just to get that set up. A little confusion on what the play is right now as they look at the wristbands. They'll run out of the pistol. Four wideouts. Send a motion man here in Chase Norblade. He'll take it on an inside handoff. He'll get dropped behind the line of scrimmage at the 28-yard line. Host of North team players in there, led by Garrett Hustad.
3: Yeah, from Mount Michael Benedictine. And, I mean, brought the hammer, Doug. That was a great play took on the block
0: uh, of Barrett Sellin from Lincoln East, and he just blew the block up. So it'll be second down and 12, a minute into the ball game here. They'll empty the backfield, still trying to get everybody where they want them to be. Bailey Darnell is going to line up in the slot right. Trips to the wide side out of the shotgun here for Krause. He'll go short side here, complete into the hands of Torrance Jackson. He'll get across the 30 and back out to about the original line of scrimmage at the 32, a gain of two and a half yards. It's going to be third down. And ten.
3: Yeah, and Lane Edis from Mullen makes a great tackle there. Doug shed the block and made a tackle, and you know Lane Edis, uh, tremendous player. We hope he's got lots of great games to come here at Foster Field as he's going to play football
0: right here at UNK. So after the quarterback throwback, it's third down and ten. Back to pass. They'll throw underneath, and it's in and out of the hands of Bailey Darnell at the first down marker. Would have been about a yard short at the 41. And that will bring in a punting situation here for the South after getting one first down.
3: Well, we saw all the stuff that I said I thought maybe we'd see. We saw two totally different worlds of offense there. You talked about it, Doug, in opening there. uh, Just about every play, they were struggling getting lined up. Those two offenses are worlds apart from each other.
0: Mike McClanahan will come in to punt the ball away from Papio South. Jesse Ulrich of Ward was on the coverage for the uh, North defense last time. And the punt into that wind is a high, very short kick. Fair catch called for and taken at the north 39-yard line by Grayson Gary at a broken bow. And so good field position here for the north in their first possession of the 2019 Shrine Bowl. 10.05 to go in the scoreless first quarter. So we'll see what Coach Paul Lamanji wants to do here. Carter Terry, scheduled to be the starting quarterback out of Grand Island Northwest. He was actually a late addition because uh, they had to make a scratch. The young man that they selected uh, ended up going down to Texas uh, here before uh, the Shrine Bowl. And so Carter Terry got added, and now he's your starting quarterback for the North. Rhett Jordan lines up in the backfield with him. They will send in motion Mason Heemstra from right to left. He'll come set, and Terry... Going to hand it off. Excuse me, that is Alex Rogers. He'll take the football and come forward for a couple to about the 43-yard line. A gain of four. It'll be second down and six.
3: Yeah, that was nasty there. I tell you what, Doug, keep your eye today on Miki Butler from Omaha North. This kid's going to go to Iowa Western looking for a D1 spot. He's 6'5", 333. And he just drove his D-lineman back into the safety spot.
0: Talking with Damon Betting before the ball game, they were just getting ready to run onto the field. He goes, look how big that kid is. And you may just see it grinded out here early on for the North. Nope, little swing pass out of the flat. Left side, complete at the 45, stepping out of bounds at midfield. For the North is Shane Daly Jr. He's out of Bellevue West, and he is going to be right at the first down marker. Are they going to move the chains or not? He's at the 49.
3: No, he's back. They're saying he stepped out, it looks like. Nope, they just haven't moved it. First down, they're going to they're gonna move him. Doug, that's a really good spot. Nope, they're saying third down. Uh, to get Carter Terry, two read options, and then they're going to throw the now screen out. They did move him, now it's first down. But this is what Carter Terry does. You know, State records and completions and yards and... Uh, but he throws a lot of passes like that now, screen.
0: First and 10 at their own 49, handoff to Rogers off right tackle. He'll get it to South Territory, break a tackle inside the 45, down to the 44-yard line. Yeah, off the bottom of the pile that time for the South team was Landon Weber out of Adams Central. Yeah, and
3: this was exactly what you talked about, Doug, coming in. The big boys up front. Okay, now they've just subbed out. Uh, the, the South team just brought Noah Staferski in, a little more meat and brought out a 140-pounder and put in a 6'4", 300-pounder.
0: <laughs> Carter Terry out of the pistol. He's got twins to the left, no wideouts to the right side, and they'll run it off right guard, now bouncing outside tackle, breaking one tackle. Rogers breaks another one, and that's just to get back to the line of scrimmage. Garrett Snodgrass in there on the initial uh, tackle, but making the first contact out there uh, for the South team. It looked like that was D.J. Gross.
3: And D.J. Gross is a ball hawker from uh McCook
0: of course coach Gross's son we're scoreless with 835 to go here in the first quarter of the 2019 Shrine Bowl
3: but this is just grind you out use that big offensive line and really good running back to this point and Terry's got the arm to take you over the top
0: well after breaking those two tackles he gets all the way up to the 40 first down and we're going to have a delay a game penalty here. And you expect to see some of those minor things. You'll see a delay a game penalty. You might see some false starts. You'll see some illegal defenses because of Shrine Bowl rules and what you can do. Uh, usually if you can get the ball inside the two-yard line, it's pretty easy to score a touchdown.
3: You know, Doug, I never asked anybody Tuesday, are you? Are they using the headphone earpieces ear this year like they did last
0: year? so that they can talk to their players out there. Carter Terry slant right side, and it's in and out of the hands and on the ground there, I think. Shane Daly knew he was going to get sandwiched by a couple of the corner slash linebackers out here for the south team in on the coverage was chase norblade and Taven grigsby
3: yeah here's the trouble with that for terry they're in a two by two set they send a receiver in motion to make a trips he's going to try to throw the quick slant well the slant window never closes because you got the corner outside of it and the outside linebacker inside of it he better be careful there that'll go back for six
0: that jordan split out wide to the left on second down They'll go jet sweep. Rogers trying to make the corner. Gets a block. Bounces off one man. Keeps his feet. Has five. Has seven. Has eight. Nice job over there by Alex Rogers to get the corner and pick up about eight.
3: Yeah, that's a great run. They're using him like crazy, Doug. It looks good. Very tough runner from Omaha. Ron Call. He's going to play football at a Community College in Omaha.
0: Some of these guys. Uh from the end of the football season, they mature another six months into yes. them. They get here at the Shrine Bowl. Some of them wonder how in that first year at a community college or a small school. Well, they really mature. It is third down and two. Ball at the 32-yard line of the south. And right up the middle, of first down for the north team. And handling it again is going to be Alex Rogers. They'll bring him down at around the 27. That's going to be a gain on the play of about six.
3: But boy, if you love running the ball, this is exactly what you want. If you're the... Uh, North team here.
0: Here comes Ellie back in on the defensive line now for the South team. And they're going to bring Stafurski out for a little bit of a breather. So we had a penalty flag on the play. And it looked like it was on the defense. That was the initial signal here by our referee. So he talks to the... Offensive captain here, I think they probably made more than five on the run, so they'll probably decline this. Yeah, and see, there it is. There's your first illegal defense. Uh, again, those short yardage situations, you got to stay in that 4-3. It's hard to jam the box up too much. Well,
3: the other thing is they start, and what you'll start seeing in years past, if somebody starts running the ball, we start seeing more illegal defenses because guys
0: start creeping. All right, first down and 10 at the 27 of the South. Seven minutes to go here in the first quarter. Carter Terry out of Northwest. Out of the shotgun, they'll run it right this time with Alex Rogers. Looks for a hole, and there's not much there. He is going to cross the 25, get to about the 24. He's actually doing a good job uh, reading the holes, reading his blocks up there. Didn't look like he was going to get anything, and he just got low and got three.
3: Yeah, Norton Uli there from Norris, German foreign exchange student, going to go play football at Colorado State. Did a really nice job there, Doug, using his hands and working himself laterally down the line of scrimmage to make that tackle, but like Snodgrass is playing outside linebacker, and they're running away from him, and they're just catching him, and he's getting caught in all the trash and not able to get to the point of attack.
0: Rhett Jordan one-on-one out here with Jaden Davis on the edge, and that's where they're going to roll. Carter Terry's looking towards the end zone, throws underneath. Instead, goes to his secondary receiver and dumps it into the turf. It is incomplete, trying to get it to Sam. Is that Sam Sims out there?
3: Yeah, it could have been. Let's see. No, Landon Weber from Adam Central. He's who blows that thing up, Doug. Landon Weber from Adam Central comes off his DN spot and makes Carter Terry get the ball out early.
0: But he threw it underneath the Sims there on, yes, the, yes. on the North squad, and he will check back out. So it's third and seven, 6.15 to go here in the first quarter of the Shrine game. We are scoreless. The North got one first down and punted. This is the South's first possession. Third and seven now with the wind behind their back. Carter Terry looking right the whole way. The ball's tipped at the line of scrimmage and will hit the ground incomplete. And I believe that was your big man, Norielli, that was able to get a paw on it. He had some help in the backfield there from Nick Leader, And it'll be fourth down now.
3: Yeah, Norielli 6'4", 282 in his first year of American football. So... <laughs> You know, I mean he's a he's a big dude, but this is one of the things people were a little bit afraid of. Carter Terry had some people potential to be he's gonna go play at Shadron State be a D two kid. But this is a thing some thought maybe was he tall enough.
0: They're gonna forego a forty one yard field goal and go for it on fourth down at about six here at the twenty four yard line. Play clock down to two. Terry as they empty the backfield looking, looking pressure from the backside. He's in trouble. He's sacked all the way back at the thirty-eight yard line. Putting him down is Nick Leader.
3: Yeah, from Lincoln Southwest, you got to pitch that ball, man. you got to get it out. You've got enough people down the field, throw it out the back of the end zone. So really interesting. Both teams come up with absolutely nothing on their first drives, yet the North team looked to uh, move the ball better to have a little more consistency to the offense. And I think you're right, Doug. That first series there for the South was all about setting up that quarterback throwback. Now that that's happened, they can set into their offense uh, uh, with Krause as Seward.
0: So it'll be first down and 10. The ball will be at the 37-yard line. Great defense in the secondary that time by the South. And now looks like the South didn't get set offensively here. Illegal substitution, maybe too many men on the field. So it'll be first and 15 at the 32.
3: Everybody loves first and 15. (laughs) If you play six, man... Or, right, because they're they're first and 15, right? Six-man is. I think Canadia is.
0: Then you get back to first and 20. yeah So first down and 15. Ball at the 37-yard or 33-yard line. Krause looking, and we're going to have a whistle. And another flag just looks like some confusion here on the south offense. Jablonski started, stopped, started again. And we're going to see another penalty here. Well, I think that's the
3: interesting thing, Doug, is just how much did they put in over the uh, this week? If they really did kind of install two offenses, it'll take them a, a minute, the north, or excuse me, the south to get into some sort of rhythm.
0: So second down, first down, and 20 now. And they'll fake the jet sweep straight up. Krause's hitting the backfield, nowhere to go. After all that, the North pretty much knew what was coming and flying through there for the North defense is Caden Johnson.
3: Yeah, from Wahoo Bishop Newman. And that was pretty easy. They tried to run a little zero play where they're going to read the uh, defensive end. Defensive end chased the back, which is a keep read then for the quarterback, but that linebacker just filled tough.
0: So they're going the wrong way, is the South here. Scoreless with 5.30 to go in the first quarter of play as everybody checks their wristbands. And I'm sure after a couple of scrimmages, Coach Snodgrass was hoping for a little bit smoother offense here as they'll run option to the short side. The pitch goes right over the head of the running back, and Krause has to go back inside the 10 and grab it at the 8-yard line. It's going to be third and frequent flyer miles here for the South. They started at the 37. They're going to be inside the 10.
3: Yeah, Doug, what you've got right now, I think, is you've just got some concepts that kids aren't used to running. Krausey's not a speed option quarterback in his career. You know, he's a three-step, five-step guy that can spin the
0: ball. It's like teaching Sunshine how to make that three-yard pitch. He just threw it over Epperson's head. Remember, the Titans was actually on this week. It is third down and 40. So Krause, just a quick little out here, complete to Jablonski. He tries to cut it back to the middle of the field, and he gets across the 10 to about the 11. And they might be generous and give him the 12, a gain of four. But now, punting into the wind, they probably won't punt it far enough to cover the yardage to go here on fourth and 36.
3: No, I don't think so. That's exactly right. they got to punt into that. And then the south wind's fairly substantial today.
0: About 15 mile an hour coming. Caden Johnson in on the tackle. And McClenahan back to punt it away again. The return men are standing at the 50. Low snap. It bounces into the end zone. They've got to get out of there with it, rushing, rushing, and finally punching it into the air, but it's straight up in the air, and it is going to be shanked out of bounds, and the south is going to have their defense in the red zone. The north is going to be first down and 10. Let's see where they officially mark this. They're still walking. They're going to give them the 11-yard line, a zero-yard punt.
3: Yikes. I mean, it's call time out here, Glenn. (laughs) I mean, my goodness.
0: Yeah, just some uh, fundamental things that aren't going right right well, now for the south and the north. will get their second opportunity here, first and ten at the 11. I still think Epperson, baby. He's the guy. So it'll be Carter Terry staying in at quarterback, each team with a couple that they will platoon as the game goes. Usually you see a first and a second quarter, then you see how that goes. Terry is going to hand it off to his eye back, and Alex Rogers comes right up the middle, gets to the 10 to the 9 before the defensive line stacks him up and pushes him back. You're going to see a lot of gang tackling. Among those that were in there was Barrett Sellen? Yeah,
3: Billy Darnell out of Auburn really brought the thunder there, Doug. Going to go play at South
0: Dakota State. So it'll be second down. We'll call it seven yards to go. They'll officially mark it at the eight-yard line. And that's the one thing about the Shrine Bowl in a lot of football games. You just don't mention the linemen, especially on the offensive side, all that much unless you get a big rushing game. And so far a good start for Alex Rogers. Motion from right to left. Fake the jet sweep. Give it to Rogers again. Hole off the left side. Gets to the six. Maybe squirms forward to the five. It'll be third down and four.
3: See, I love this stuff right now and that you're seeing, uh, Doug, out of the North team. An interesting uh, piece, potentially, would be to see the South go with Braden Miller at quarterback and run some of that legitimate read option stuff with Epperson because that's Miller's made a living of that in high school. And Epperson, we know, is a hammer at tailback.
0: So third down and four at the five. The North looking for our first points of the ball game. Four seconds. They're not set. They're going to have to call a timeout. Our timeout brought to you by ENT Physicians of Kearney. Taking care of you since 1994. Located where you need is specializing in you. Three twelve to go in the first quarter of the 61st annual Shrine Bowl. We're scoreless, but the South and North could see some points as the North is knocking on the door at the 5 when we come back.
4: The officers and staff of First Tier Bank take pride in providing professional banking services with several convenient locations in Elm Creek, Kearney, and Holdridge. First Tier Bank offers a full line of banking and financial services, including checking and savings accounts, loans, investment, and insurance services. Ask about the new Wealth Builder Loan Program and the online banking services offered at First Tier, including online bill pay. First Tier Bank, Kearney, Elm Creek, and Holdridge, an equal housing lender. Member FDIC. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, getting you back into the game of life. With several locations in Kearney and surrounding areas. Ask your doctor how family physical therapy can improve your quality of life. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, excellence in rehabilitation, is a very proud supporter of all of our area athletes, in and out of the game. Locations serving Kearney, Lexington, Minden, Ravana, and Wood River.
0: All right, the North has a third and fourth, the South five. Out of the timeout, Terry going to hand it off. Right side, looking to get into the end zone, is going to be Cooper Jewett, and he is in there. Touchdown, North.
3: Yeah, that was a little jet sweep that Jewett cut up. Jewett from Elkhorn South it was a nice little job there. So the South makes some mistakes with... You know, they start way behind the chains, which really makes it tough for them to be able to try to run the ball and so on.
0: So Cooper Jewett, his first touch, he's in there. And the North will have Sid DeMeo to come in and try the extra point. He's out of Mount Michael every once in a while. And Gabe Hines is one of those uh, for the South, just a true kicker. But DeMeo can do a little bit of everything. Really with no rush, you just set it down. You try to boot it through, but it's low and it's blocked. Kicked it right into the line, and sometimes you just try to use your team's backup kicker here in the Shrine Bowl. So the kick is low and the kick is blocked. And with 3.06 to go here in the first quarter of play in the 61st Annual Shrine Bowl, it's the North Six and the South Nothing on Power 99.
12: George's Aerial Spraying in Sutton offers many spraying
9: services. Bill George, owner and pilot, offers crop care by air. Call Bill today for more information on spraying services at 402-773-5581. That's 773-5581. Five stations, boom,
0: 30, K-E-Chance, yes Hastings, K-X-P-N, Carney, The Breeze, 94.5, Classic Hits, Power 99, one team, Platte River Preps, Platte River Preps, PlatteRiverPreps.com, powered by Platte River Radio, local sports, your music. Mount Michael's Garrett Eusted, tees it up, ready to boot it away with the wind at his back, Norblade backpedals and into the end zone again, so another touchback here. The South will get it first and ten at their own 20-yard line. They were able to get a first down on a little halfback throwback to the quarterback, Snodgrass, and then had to punt on their second possession. It started with back-to-back five-yard penalties and errant pitch. They actually had third and 40 and had a zero-yard punt, so it was only an 11-yard drive.
3: Well, Garrett Snodgrass is back in, but he's playing tight end, and and they're under center.
0: Yeah, they're going to put... Joseph Krause under center out of the true I formation, and he'll drop back to pass, looking down the middle of the field, wants to go deep. Now he's under some pressure, avoids it, and will get back to the line of scrimmage before he is knocked out of bounds by a pair of North players. Last one to come over there and put him away was Luke Reimer out of Lincoln North Star.
3: And Sam Sims, we got him right at the point of attack, did a fabulous job making his way.
0: Going to be a gain of four, though, so he made something out of nothing there on what was supposed to be a pass play deep down the middle. Couldn't find Snodgrass or any of his wideouts. It'll be second down and six.
3: We're back in that eye. I think this is their best set.
0: One wideout, two tight ends. Krause wanted to go with a little counter, and still so he rolls out here and finds his tight end at TJ Skradsky. It's complete across the 30 to the 32-yard line and a first down. For the South. Yeah, great tackle there by Jesse Ehrlich aboard. Does a
3: fantastic job because uh, that really was kind of a, even with the angle, that was a one on one tackle there, Doug. It's very important when you, you don't really defend the flat because you assume you can rally to it, but that's an assumption of a tackle being made.
0: <laughs> you know, Ulrich out there at safety along with Kobe Brandenburg right now. First and ten, back out of that eye formation. They'll hand it to the eye back around the right side. Jared Epperson looks for some room, and there's really nowhere to go. He gets minimal gain here from the 32 to about the 34, a gain of two. And right now, we had Kojo from Grand
3: Island make that tackle again, Doug. Right now, we talked about this in the very open. When uh, the South wants to get downhill... The North team's got really good D-line and linebackers, and right now the North is winning that battle.
0: Cade Reichert will split out wide to the left, Jablotsky to the right, out of the I formation on second down and eight. This time it's going to be fullback dive, and there is, uh, again, a short gain across the 35 to about the 36. Off the bottom of the pile there for the North team was Connor Cowling out of Norfolk.
3: Yeah, and I'm just telling you, all you've got to do if you're the South is is be successful at that enough because their play-action game will be very, very good, but the North is just standing up right now. That linebacking crew is really good.
0: Braden Sellen credited with the two-yard gain, third and six. Out of the shotgun again, quick out here and thrown way behind the intended receiver, Cade Reichert. So either they didn't uh, have the communication right Or Krause just didn't get the pass that he wanted. And another punt here coming up for the South team. And coming out to boot it away this time will be Carney's Braden Miller.
3: Tell you, well, I'll come back to this.
0: They had Mike McClanahan the first two times. Now Miller's going to come in there and punt it. They had a bad snap to McClanahan in the end zone the last time. He had to scramble just to get rid of it. Had you been able to full-out rush him, you would have blocked it. But with the Shrine rules, you have to do that limited. And Miller off the side of his foot. It looked like he kicked the bottom of the football, and it's going to go out of bounds at the 45-yard line of the North. And so the North has had excellent field position all three times that they've touched the football. 1.34 to go in the first quarter, North 6, South nothing here. You're listening to the 61st Annual Shrine Bowl on KKPR-FM, Kearney, Hastings, Grand Island, and PlatteRiverPreps.com.
3: I will tell you this, Doug, it's a little odd to see that number 36 for the North out there, Sam Sims, playing football without that mud flap hanging out the back of his helmet. If you remember, he played the playoffs and shaved his head into a mullet (laughs) this year, so it's a little odd
0: not seeing that. And it looks like now we have got the change in quarterback for the North team on first down and 10, and we're going to get penalty flags again. I'm thinking that's on the North. It might be their first penalty, and I back them up five yards. Yeah, to be
3: quite honest, Doug, it's all gone pretty well for them. I know they had the one drive that they didn't catch anything in. They've had a uh, PAT blocked, but everything they've really wanted to do offensively and defensively, they've been able to. And the South team, to be quite honest, hasn't been able to get out of its own way yet.
0: And so, in at quarterback will be Chris Jones, out of Lincoln High. Maybe may be running a little bit more of a wildcat here with him, but no, he wants to throw on first down. Short pass complete to the 43, and Snodgrass will bring down Mason Heemstra after a short gain. Got basically the penalty yardage back. It'll be second down of 11.
3: And I like that play call out of a play caller right there coming out of a penalty. Instead of trying to get 15, let's just get that play back. They just ran everybody off and ran a little speed out to the flat. The nice thing is, is Snodgrass used his intelligence there because they ran a route right in his face and he knew he had the flat and he didn't take the bait.
0: So in motion, Heemstra from right to left on second down and 11. Out of the shotgun or pistol as they call it now, Jones hands it off to Alex Rogers. He's going to be met at the line of scrimmage and fall forward for about a half a yard. So Rogers already has carried the ball quite a bit in this football game. He didn't get the touchdown because they went to Cooper Jewett, but he's been the workhorse for him.
3: Yeah, Nick Leader out of Lincoln Southwest. He's playing middle linebacker in that 4-3. He came like he was shot out of a cannon.
0: Nine carries, 43 yards for Rogers so far in the game. As we're under a minute to go here in the first quarter of the Shrine Bowl, two weeks from now it's the Satoma eight-man all-star game. A six o'clock in the evening contest that we will have for you. Nebraska baseball tonight against Oklahoma State on 1230 AM KHAS. Empty the backfield, Jewett looking left. Now Jewett's open to the right side, rolling that way. Jones comes back to him, and it's through his hands incomplete at the south 47-yard line. Coverage there by Dylan Packett out of Omaha West Side. Yeah, and
3: this moving around stuff is getting tough there. They took Barrett Sellin from Lincoln East out of the game and put Snodgrass in at middle linebacker. And he ran to the flat like he would normally do as an outside linebacker. And they ran the route right back into where he was supposed to be. And so the middle of the field was wide open there. The quarterback just didn't see it. Just moving guys around can get tough. You're going to miss responsibilities.
0: And our first punt, it looks like Edis from Mullen is going to do the punting. He didn't have to do much of that. And he pops it into the air. The wind will help. Norblade calls for the fair catch. He is bumped into. The ball is loose.
3: I don't think they're There's going to say no anything. No, oh, yeah, there they did. finally.
0: Do. I don't know he about was, that. Yeah, he was bumped into. He was bumped into fair catch interference. And a first out and 10 for the south from the 25. That will probably take it out to near the 40-yard line here. So the south will actually get their best starting field position of the game with twenty eight seconds to go in the first quarter. Six to nothing, the North leading the south. Edis' punt that time went about thirty yards.
3: Yeah, it was high, nice high punt. I it was a nice job.
0: I mean how many times did Mullen have to punt the last couple of years? <laughs> well
3: yeah he probably hated punting. so that's <laughs> he was the running back. He he basically determined whether they did or didn't. And I do see we've got the Mara Foster field here. Coach Lynn and his kids are down watching the game.
0: Yeah, Josh Lynn, head coach for UNK, getting things turned around here the last couple of years after a extremely rough start to the MIAA. Coming up at halftime today, we'll catch up with Ron Powell, a Lincoln Journal star. He's going to join us and talk about uh, some of the kids that are Going on to the next level in this first half of football, of course, later on in the day, we'll have the naming of the most valuable player, which is always an interesting to see how that plays out. So they finally got the football set here, and Krause stays in there for the final 28 seconds here of the first quarter. He'll swing it out here to the right side, and it is complete to Jackson Hirschfeld, who gets bombed right as soon as he catches that by, who else? Bakojo.
3: Now he's, you know, and he's had such a fantastic year. Had big picks at the end of the year. You know, Grant Allen goes to the state finals. In the Millard South game, there was a,
0: a really big one. He's had a, a lot of big plays. They'll get one more playoff before the end of the quarter, and it is tipped and intercepted and dropped and dropped. It went in and out of the hands of Keegan Reitschneider. As he hit the ground, he couldn't quite hold on to it. Intended for Joe DeWark, who uh, overcame no, some injuries in his really pious in. career. They tried to run it so quick that... Uh, That showed when they snapped the football there. But we are at the end of the first quarter in the 61st annual Nebraska Shrine Bowl. The North took advantage of a short 11-yard field on a 5-yard Cooper Jewett run. It's the North 6, the South nothing here on Power 99.
1: people you know community people people you know community people
13: everything seems easier when you're doing business with people you know especially banking when you apply for a loan it's a good feeling knowing who you're talking to bank with us mendon exchange bank and trust company member fdic community people you know
7: community.
0: And welcome back to the 2019 Shrine Bowl here on your sports leader in the Tri Cities, Power 99, and PlatteRiverPreps.com. We're in the Carney Towing and Repair broadcast booth at UNK's Foster Field, bringing you the 2019 Shrine Bowl. Carney Towing's on the road, bringing your vehicle home. Don't get stranded on the side of the road. From heavy duty towing to roadside assistance, call Carney Towing and Repair when you need us. We'll be there. Well, so far offensively, you've got uh, 34 yards for the north. And the South, negative 14 because of some penalties and an errant pitch on an option play where they did face a third and 40 from inside their own 10. So the stats aren't going to look good, but they are now actually moving the ball a little bit here after that uh, punt catch interference uh, that has moved it out to the 44-yard line now.
3: Yeah, you know, you say that that and it has been some penalties in that errant pitch, but honestly, Doug... Outside of the quarterback throwback pass that does get him that initial first down, there really hasn't been much of, of an offensive uh, positive plays whatsoever. I really think I'd like to see him get into some of that eye game, and I think
0: it's with Braden Miller. Well, I think that's probably what you're going to see here. He kept uh, uh, excuse me Joseph Krause in for the last few seconds of that first quarter. And sometimes you go by three series. Sometimes you go by number of quarters uh, or number of plays. And I expect uh, that we will probably see some uh, fresh faces now as we swing it into the second quarter of play.
3: Yeah, I think so. I, I do, and I would. You know, I just saw Coach Snodgrass really looking down at his card and talking into his headset, and he's probably talking to his specific York guy or maybe even ER about what it is they want to do. You know, when you get into these tough spots, yeah, Braden Miller's got the ball. There's no question, Doug. He's going to be coming in, and I just think. At least right now, I'm not. Krause is a stud. This kid's going to Northwest Missouri State. He's he holds state records. His uh, numbers are off the charts as far as what he was able to do for Seward. But I think right now, the way this looks is it's about getting downhill with a fullback, Epperson uh, from Omaha Scott flick, And that game fits Braden Miller. He's done it throughout his Kearney career.
0: For the North, four first downs. The South has two. 30 passing yards, though, for uh, the South, I guess uh, we should say, and negative uh, 14 on the rushing yards is how that officially plays down there in the first quarter. So 15 plays, 16 yards for the South. 17 plays, 43 yards for the North. Again, it is six to nothing. The North leading the South as the between-quarter entertainment is finished up and the teams will switch sides. Plus now you'll have the wind at the back of uh, the South squad. And Braden Miller will come out and uh, take over the quarterback duties. Walking out at the University of Nebraska. Played his high school football, of course, for Kearney High.
3: Yeah, Garrett Nuts from Sutton just came in at center as well, Doug.
0: Some of the same wide outs are out here as well. Jackson Hirschfeld is in the slot right. Austin Jablonski is wide right. They're still checking their... Wristbands. You would think the first play of the quarter after standing over there they'd have. Miller's pass is tipped at the line of scrimmage. And Sam Sims tried to go over there and grab it out of the air, but it falls harmlessly to the ground.
3: Yeah, and here comes the punt team. They're going to get one play out of that. Also, Epperson was not in the game there. Lucas Polocek from Ogallala was in the backfield.
0: Travis Tyler was right in the middle of that defensive line for the North squad. So another punt here for the South. It will not be Miller this time. Instead, they'll go back to uh, Mike McClanahan, and he gets a really good kick that's going to be bounced at the 5 and then picked up at the 1, and now you do got to run it out of the end zone. Right side to the 5, up to the 10. Now makes a man miss to the 15. We get a penalty flag coming down here as Shane Daly Jr., I think he thought that when the first hit the ground, he had to go get it. It would have been a muff, and he could have got into the end zone and taken it to the 20. Then he did pick it up at the 1, and his momentum carried him into the end zone. And then you do got to bring it out, and he was able to work his way up to about the 15, but a penalty flag on the field. Yeah, they
3: just called illegal block in the back, so this is going to come back quite a ways. That is, I hate all penalties in football, but my favorite one... Is the special teams flag that literally comes in like a missile from about thirty yards. And that thing was probably twenty feet in the air and came from about thirty yards, just torpedoing in.
0: So the penalty flag laying there at about the fifteen. They're gonna mark it. Well, it's even closer than that. At that the ten, they'll mark it all the way back to the five. And this is where the North will take over. We're just underway in the second quarter. The North leading the south by a score of six to nothing, looking for really Our first big offensive play, we haven't seen anything that's been uh, too shiny except that quarterback throwback that went for short yardage. And the quarterback for the North team, Sid DeMeo, he'll take it and hand it off over the left side to about the nine-yard line. Well, I've got uh, two different eights out here, so we're going to have to double-check that. Uh, I apologize. I've got Chris Jones, and I've got Sid DeMeo, so we better double-check that.
3: I think it's Sid Demayo from Mount Michael Benedictine. The only reason I'm saying that is the helmet looks like that, Doug. And he handed it off out there to Alex Rogers
0: on a jet sweep. So a gain of four. It'll be second down and six at the nine-yard line. They'll stay out of that pistol. Motion from left to right, and we've got another penalty flag.
3: Yeah, because your other number eight is who, Doug?
0: I've got Chris Jones on one Lincoln card, High, and I've got is,
3: Sid DeMeo. Yeah, it's Sid DeMeo because that is not Lincoln High's helmet. And he just came off, I believe.
0: Illegal procedure on the offense, so moving back inside the five and virtually second down and ten again. So still trying to shake out some of the cobwebs here. Six-nothing north. Staying in the backfield. Is going to be Alex Rogers. He was your starting eye back, and he stayed back there. That's Chris Jones from Lincoln High, Doug, for sure. That's who it is. Now Jones swings out here to the right side. It's going to be complete across the 10, out to the 12-yard line. Hauled in there by Mason Heemstra, his second reception. But because of the penalty yardage, they're short of the first down. It'll be third down. Braden selling in there making the ta- tackle that's
3: a really big catch and throw doug because that really puts you in third and manageable you're still inside the 20 even with the first down and you need that to be somewhat manageable so you don't have to try to get it all on third down you're third and two here full wide open playbook
0: ball will be marked at the 13 yard line a lot of motion with heemstra from right to left giving them a single man on the right side. They'll simply hand it off to Rodgers, and he does not find the hole this time. He is going to be brought down to the ground. Ball got loose out there. Snodgrass was trying to grab at it, but it will just be down by contact and another punting situation.
3: Yeah, now let's see. You know, last time when we had the south team on this end, Doug, we had the disaster with the punt. So now the north team is going to have to get the punt snapped. Into the wind, or excuse me, with the wind. That makes it tough. That's what made the last one sail.
0: Braden Sellen's having himself a pretty good ball game here so far out of Lincoln East. He had back-to-back tackles there. Playing in this game with his twin brother, Doug. So a pair. Who should we take from Lincoln East? Ah, we got to take them both. (laughs) Lane Edis of Mullen stands at his own goal line. To punt into this win, low snap, takes some time, pops it into the air. It's not going to be very deep at all. He needs some help from the turf, and he got it. And he's going to get 15 yards of turf roll across the 40, the 45, to the 46-yard line. That's going to be a 32-yard punt with about 16 yards worth of roll. And whoever's had the win at their back has had the better field position as the south comes back out, and they'll take it first and 10 at the north, 46, with the north leading at 6 to nothing, nine minutes remaining in the first half.
3: Yeah, now, Doug, we're seeing that Jared Epperson uh, at tailback and Braden Miller at quarterback. Barrett selling yep, up and at
0: fullback. Jeez, that's a load. Chase Norblade to the right. They'll put him in motion. Miller under center. He wasn't necessarily under center that much either. Wants to throw, has pressure coming from the backside, has to scramble in trouble. Miller is able to get away, throw back in to the middle of the field, and it's incomplete. Good defensive coverage again that time as Norblade... Was sliding in there trying to follow the play, also in on the coverage. Braden Miller tried to dump it in there, just couldn't quite get it to him.
3: Well, there was mix up everywhere because two of the three receivers in that route pattern were blocking down <laughs> the line of scrimmage. So either it was a run or they didn't tell everybody it was a pass.
0: at Grand Island, you know, on the stop for the North team. Second down and 10. Miller this time is out of the pistol. Norblade in motion. Jet sweep. They give it to him. He's hitting the backfield, and then he is dropped behind the line of scrimmage by Stephen Krozek. He comes in to make the stop out of Omaha North for a loss on the play. It'll be third down and long. Yeah,
3: that zero play, they've just filled it really, really well. The D lineman is able to take the uh, quarterback, and the outside linebacker is going with the running back. Just
0: a tremendous job. Third down, we'll call it 11 yards to go. The ball back at the 47-yard line. Four wide outs here for Miller. Selling to block for him. Steps up in the pocket, goes deep down the left side. One-on-one coverage and overshoots his intended receiver down at the 10-yard line trying to find Bailey Darnell, Lane Edis on the coverage. And another three and out for the south.
3: Yeah, Lane Edis was impressive there, Doug. He was beat. When the ball left the hand of the quarterback, I shook my head, yes, I thought he's got him, and Edith just grabbed another gear quick.
0: So McClanahan is back in there to punt it away. He's touched the ball almost as much as the south center. 6 nothing north. Wind at the back. Let's see if he can pop another one into the end zone. There's a beautiful spiral end-over-end that they will let it go, and it takes a great bounce at the three. Can they save it before it gets into the end zone? No, they can't. That's as good a pun as you can have from Mike McClanahan, just that nobody got down the field on special teams. So it'll be a touchback, first and 10 north at their own 20-yard line.
3: Yeah, somebody needs to call both defenses over and say, all right, fellas, this is kind of like a soccer-friendly all right, we'd like to have some offense and impress the people and, and entertain everybody here a little bit. This is old school 6 to nothing, 759 left in the second.
0: Omaha and Creighton baseball both defeated yesterday, although Omaha gave number 1 UCLA a good battle in fact uh, Amherst graduate and played uh, baseball at Carney brain neck out had a solo home run and so in the fourth and fifth innings they were up one nothing but got beat 5-2, Michigan beat Creighton 6-nothing. Now out of the shotgun with two backs. They'll hand it off to Rodgers. He breaks one tackle. And, excuse me, we've got a second running back in there, and that's going to go nowhere because for the South team, once again, it is Norielli changing the direction of the run play.
3: Yeah, Norielli's the player of the game right now, Doug. He is the defensive player of the game. He's just been fantastic. Boy, he is a mountain. But he's just absolutely been all over the place, and he blew that thing up. But it looks like somebody cheated for the South team, doesn't it? Another penalty flag? Yeah, and they're talking, I think. Yep, they're going to call cheating on the South team.
0: (laughs) Running the football that time, Trenton Harbor out of Gothenburg.
3: Boy, is he a good-looking athlete, Trenton Harbor, and just put up tremendous numbers this year.
0: Carter Terry is back in there as the quarterback who played most of the first quarter for the North team. He's back to pass, going to take his shot down the field right side, well covered into double coverage, and the ball may have found its way into the hands there of Bailey, and he is going to make the... uh, completion, Shane Daly out of Bellevue West, hauls it in for the biggest offense to plays so far the ball game all the way down to the south 39-yard line, and that's one of those where he just stopped and came back to it because he was double-covered and found a seam. The wind kind of held it up there for him. A yeah, the, pass.
3: the concentration there was legit, Doug. I mean, you could tell he's caught a lot of those. Unbelievable.
0: First and 10 at the 38. Carter Terry with twins to the right. Harbor the running back to his right. Now they'll send Heemstra in motion from right to left. He'll come set slot left. He's pretty open, too. Fake the pass one side, go to the other way, and the ball's going to be batted down at the line of scrimmage by Colin Guerin. Jerome, excuse me, uh, Colin Jerome out of McCook. He almost had himself a pick. It was so much in his bread basket.
3: Yeah, and that's about the third Carter Terry pass that's been batted down there. Playing against everybody, 6-4 and
0: 6-5. 7-13 to go in the first half. 6 nothing north on a five-yard Cooper Jewett run out of Elkhorn South. Second down and 10. Keep it spread again. They'll hand it to Harbor. Harbor starts right, goes left, tries to stiff arm, bounces off a man to the 35, then gets knocked down at the 33-yard line. Had to be gang-tackled over there. Norblade, McClanahan came up from their defensive back position. Also some help from Nick Leader.
3: Yeah, you had all three that were there, Doug, no doubt about it. But you you were able to see Harbor there. That looked like that maybe should have been about a two-yard loss, and he turns it into a gain. Just a tremendous football player.
0: And there's probably that first time where you're getting used to it, playing Class C football and used to maybe able to run over some of the guys. You learn a little bit of that in the scrimmage. Four wideouts, but in tight on the right side on third down and five. Terry gives it to Harbor again, a right side. He's inside the 30. First down and more. 20, 15, touchdown, Trenton Harbor.
3: Yeah, that's a big time run, Doug. It took the athletic, or excuse me, the physicality at the point of attack. The physicality physicality got him through, and then from there, it was just all athleticism, fast enough, whew.
0: And with 6.21 to go here in the second quarter of play, it's 12 to nothing north. They're going to go ahead and, Try the extra point again, though, with Chris Jones. Carter Terry to hold. And that was a good-looking run by Trenton Harbor. So ready for the snap. It's good. The placement down. This time the kick is up, and the kick is wide left. Oh, so we're still tied. 12-0 north, leading the south. 621 to go here in the first half of the 61st annual Shrine Bowl on Power 99 and PlatteRiverPreps.com.
5: Let Molly's Motor Works show you how easy it is to buy a quality used car in Kearney. We believe fair prices, superior service, and treating customers right leads to satisfied repeat buyers. Our friendly and knowledgeable sales staff is here to help you find the car you deserve, priced to fit your budget. Shop our virtual showroom of used cars, trucks, and SUVs online, then stop by for a test drive. Molly's Motor Works East 25th in Kearney is a proud supporter of all the area athletes. Best of luck in the games.
12: For professional service to keep your business running smoothly, call Hellman, Maine, Costler, and Cottle. Don't let your financial accounts become overtaxing. Let Hellman, Maine, Costler and Cottle take care of the accounting while you worry about taking care of your business. They can do it all, from a large company to small businesses. They make it a priority to do the best to help take the stress out of the numbers. Best of luck to all the area athletes in tonight's game from Hellman, Maine, Kostler, and Cottle.
0: Four-play 80-yard drive. That's capped off by Trenton Harbor's 33-yard touchdown run. And the boot into the win for the first time this afternoon will be taken short at the 14-yard line. The South will bring it up. To the right side as Chase Norblade looks from room to the 20 to the 25. Ooh! And he is going to be piled up right there.
3: Did you see Nick Leader there? That's a get thrown out of the game bit. Nick Leader just came from the Joneses and blew somebody up. Yikes.
0: So now the South has to find a way to get some offense going. They have 15 yards on 19 plays. The North, of course, just helped themselves out with an 80-yard drive with a nice long pass and run play. 24 plays, 132 yards. Only two first downs in the game. For the south, Braden Miller of Kearney High is back in at quarterback. Unbalanced in the backfield with two wideouts. And Miller back to pass, looking to go deep down the right side. And he's going to throw it behind. Running back Jared Epperson, who came wheel route out of the backfield wide yeah. open.
3: Tremendous play call there. They ran a tracer concept on a normal wheel. The outside receiver runs the in, Doug, like a post or a slant. And then you wheel back out on a tracer concept. The number one runs vertical, and then you wheel behind him. That was wide open, probably scores a touchdown.
0: Second down and ten. Now Miller looks left out here into the flat. They have a completed pass across the 30 to the 32-yard line to Lucas Poluchek. And it'll be a third down and about four yards to go.
3: Tell you what, Doug, I'm really impressed with Lane Edis. Uh, out there starting at a cornerback spot. Again, a Class D kid from Mullen, an eight-man dude. Boy, has he looked good! That was a very sure tackle.
0: Getting the play sent in from the sideline here. Ten seconds on the play clock. They're ready to go. Third down and four. Pass play, right side, open and complete to Norblade. Slips one tackle and gets the first down to the forty-yard line. Making the tackle for the North is Garrett Houston.
3: Yeah, Garrett Houston did a really nice job there, uh, Doug. Trying to yeah, actually when he came. Kojo had kind of gotten the tackle started, and he came from the back side, and he was trying to punch that ball out, did a great job with that.
0: <laughs> Glenn Snodgrass yelling along the sideline there to his coaches, trying to get the right plays sent in there, and I think they're taking a while to get him sent in. That's what he's saying. Get it called. Miller runs speed option right side. He'll keep it to the 45, follows his big man, and uh, when we say big man, that's always the same guy out here in uh, Norielli, and he is able to cross the 45 out to about the 46-yard line. Nice gain of six on the play.
3: Yeah, Doug, and at 12 nothing and 450 left in the half, I still think this is the type of offense that gives uh, the South its best chance, and that's with Braden Miller, Epperson, that kind of just like the last run you saw.
0: First down and 10. Excuse me, second down and four on the uh, six-yard run. And the snap, Miller starts to run now, comes back, goes deep down the middle of the field. He's got his man open at the 15, the 10, the 5. Braley Darnell is into the end zone for a Shrine Bowl touchdown, 54 yards, and the South is on the board.
3: Yeah, that was just the number two two receiver went straight in the seam, and Jesse Ehrlich did not flip his hips in time, Doug, and just got ran by. In that situation, you're playing a four-deep coverage there. And when they ran him all deep, that safety's got to pick him up, and he did, he just wasn't fast enough.
0: So Bailey Darnell, maybe caught looking in the backfield uh, watching your quarterback who just ran it. He took a step forward, and then he stepped back and threw it by him. Extra point kick is on the way here by Gabe Hines of Kearney, and it is good. With 4.22 to go in the first half of play, the South is on the board. It's the North 12, the South 7 after a 54-yard touchdown pass from Braden Miller to Bailey Darnell, brought to you by Five Points Bank. The Better Bank in Kearney, back on Power 99 after this.
4: Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, getting you back into the game of life. With several locations in Kearney and surrounding areas. Ask your doctor how Family Physical Therapy can improve your quality of life. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, Excellence in Rehabilitation, is a very proud supporter of all of our area athletes, in and out of the game. Locations serving Kearney, Lexington, Minden, Ravana, and Wood River.
0: The 2019 Shrine Bowl brought to you in part by Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, getting you back into the game of life with a location near you. The one thing that you never want to see is an injury, especially in an all-star game. So far, so good for both of these teams. Is Gabe Hines now with the wind at his back. Tease it up on a familiar spot here at UNK's Foster Field. And Hines will line drive this one that bounces at the 15, and they'll just let it go and roll in to the end zone hoping to pick that up with Shane Daly, but it just kind of scooted right by him on the turf, and the North will take over, and now kind of got ourselves a football game again.
3: Yeah, no doubt about that, 12-7. to When I mean, you get a long strike like that, there has been nothing go right for the South team, and in one play, they're able to just stick themselves right back
0: in it. So the North, up by five, we will be talking with Ron Powell, Lincoln Journal star at halftime, running down some of the first half stats, looking at Some of the highlights so far of the Shrine game. Again, a five-yard run from Cooper Jewett of Elkhorn South. A 33-yard run from Trenton Harbor of Gothenburg. The points for the North. You just heard Miller to Darnell hooking up for the South. Cooper Terry is back in there at quarterback. Swing pass to his running back out of the backfield, Alex Rogers. Breaks a tackle to 25, gets across the 30, has a first down. Out to about the 32-yard line.
3: Boy, Alex Rogers is fast. He came around the corner there, Doug. Carter Terry did a great job catching him in stride. Boy, he can fly.
0: Rodgers has had himself a pretty good ball game, 44 on the ground, but he has not found the end zone. A pair of his running back teammates have in Jewett and Harbor. So first down and 10 again here for the south squad, for the north squad, up 12-7. Terry again out of the pistol. Again we will hand it off this time. To his running back, Alex Rogers, off the left side to the 35-yard line. Gain of four.
3: Yeah, and Braden's selling from Lincoln East, Doug, just is doing a great job uh, on this thing in that middle linebacker spot, just doing uh, what a middle linebacker is supposed to do, and that's Phil and Phil and Phil. He's
0: getting right on the tail there of Jaden Merriman of Millard South on his defensive end spot.
3: And the twin brothers are both going to go to Lincoln, but Braden, middle linebacker, he's going to play football at UNL.
0: Second and six at their own, 35. Again, they're going to keep it on the ground, looking for a hole, and not much there this time for Rodgers. He'll get across to the 37-yard line where he has stood up, never really tackled, just his forward momentum has stopped. Sellen is in there again. Looks yeah. like we might have some laundry on the field.
3: Yeah, Snodgrass did a great job there, folding down hard as an outside linebacker. Oh, way outside, and is he going to wave it? Waved it off.
0: So the flag is picked up. I don't
3: think that's a first down. The white hat just said first down. Maybe he was
0: confused. Yeah, just a short gain of two should be third at about four and a half here for the North squad, leading it twelve to seven, three seventeen to go in the second quarter.
3: So we'll see here. This this really is a pretty big third down. It's third and manageable, but. You get the third, or you get the first down here, uh, Doug. And you're the North team. You feel pretty good. You're going to be able to hold the ball into the half. If you don't, you give the South team a bunch of momentum, having scored on the quick strike uh, here, and maybe the ball to take the lead to the half.
0: Now, after all of this, they are going to assess a penalty against the North squad. So we've had a couple of these that have taken entirely too long. But again, you've got uh, officials that haven't necessarily worked together either, and you have to do. Uh, do some work and, and know your Shrine Bowl rules, a couple of those other ones that are back there, and they'll move the ball back to the 30-yard line. And we'll replay the down. Second down and about 11 here for the North squad. So Carter Terry out of the pistol with Alex Rogers flanked to his right. Now he'll switch over to his left. Twins right, twins left, four wide outs here for Terry. He'll take the snap. He's looking left. Now he has to roll out. He's coming to his right under a little bit of pressure and throws it across the middle of the field, and it is complete into the hands of Gavin lightchuk who is hit at the 38-yard line but picks up about seven on the play. Yeah, it's going to be close, isn't it, Doug? Well, they might have got him a little bit more than I thought they did. They're actually going to give him the 41, should be just short. A gain of 10, we'll call it third and one. Yeah, 240 and, and ticking here in the half. North still has two timeouts. The South has all of theirs. And once again, uh, Jaden Merriman was chasing down Carter Terry from his defensive tackle spot. And, uh, chased him and chased him till he finally got rid of the football. Send our wide receivers Back to the other side in Daly and Lightchuck, and we've got some confusion, and it looks like they're going to have to use their second timeout. Timeout by the North, brought to you by Five Points Bank, the Better Bank in Kearney. They're taking care of all of our high school football action, and ENT Physician taking care of you since 1994. 2.17 to go in the first half of the 61st Shrine Bowl, North 12, and the South 7.
9: George's Aerial Spraying in Sutton offers mini-spraying services. Bill George, owner and pilot, offers crop care by air. Call Bill today for more information on spraying services at 402-773-5581. That's 773-5581.
0: Five stations. Bum 30 Hastings. KXPN. Carney. The Breeze. 94.5. Classic Hits. Power 99. One team. Platte River Preps. Platte River Preps. PlatteRiverPreps.com. Powered by Platte River Radio. Local sports. Your music.
1: People you know. Community people. People you know. Community people.
0: Everything
13: seems easier when you're doing business with people you know, especially banking. When you apply for a loan, it's a good feeling knowing who you're talking to. Bank with us. Mendon Exchange Bank and Trust Company. Member FDIC. Community people you know. Community people
0: you know. It's third down and short here. Coming out of the timeout for The north squad, they're going to fake the high snap and direct snap it to the running back, which you would see on a punt play. He'll come straight forward, and Rodgers will have enough for the first down to the 44. I don't think he really faked anybody out, but he's just a good, strong runner, and he got the first down.
3: Well, and you got this is the big, tough offensive line. I think they're going to be able to get one whenever they're going to need it.
0: They still have 56 yards to go with two minutes remaining, and now only one timeout. Carter Terry twins to the right, slot back to the left. Rodgers. now they've got Harbor back in there, and he'll swing it out here to the right side, complete into the hands of a Shane Daly Jr., who doesn't get much, tries to dance, and only gets a couple. One thing about our running backs today, Alex Rogers and Trenton Harbor, both have those maroon helmets with the gold on them, but definitely different-looking running backs while they're in there.
3: Yeah, no doubt about it. They both look good, but it just... This is a situation where the North just really is in no hurry before the half here,
0: Doug. The South received. The North will get the ball to start the second half. They're up 12-7. We're down to a minute 15, second and seven at their own 47. Harbor empty out of the backfield. They'll swing it to him. He tries to follow his three wide receivers out here and runs out of bounds near midfield after a very minimal game. You give credit here to the defensive backs on the South squad, uh, including Dylan Packett. Uh, also over there was Taven Grigsby. They just fought off their blocks and didn't let Harbor get very far at all. It's going to be third down and five. Ball at the north 49-yard line. It did stop the clock with a minute nine. And big Mickey Butler over here leading the charge as well from that left tackle position. Five seconds on the play clock. Terry takes the snap. Empties the backfield. Looking, looking, has to come underneath. It's complete for a first down at the 44-yard line of the south. Immediately wrapped up that time was Alex Rogers. Now,
3: now that they're in full-plus territory, Doug, let's see if the north team gets after it. There's a minute three left here, first down, and, I mean, they've just let this play clock run all the way down on every snap. you got to believe here you'd get going.
0: Dylan Pack at a west side made the tackle. Wasn't an out-of-bounds play, so the clock is down to 50 seconds to go here. Down to 45. You can hear the crowd saying, you got to hurry. Cooper Jewett is in. They roll to the right. Terry throws it out here into the flat right along the sideline. Will they call it a reception? They say no, out-of-bounds to Gavin Leichuk stopping the clock with 41 seconds to go. Intended for, intended
3: for yeah, I'm, this is a little bit of a surprise to me. Maybe they're just completely comfortable, though. The other thing is their kids could be gassed a little bit. It is June.
0: And again, uh, there's so much All-Star activity. Next week, it's the Nebraska Scholastic Wrestling Coaches Association All-Star Duel. The Hall of Fame ceremonies are Friday night in Grand Island. And then the uh, duel takes place on Saturday. The West Nebraska All-Star game coming up in Scotts Bluff volleyball and football. Back to pass with plenty of time. Carter Terry down the middle of the field. Jewett has it at the 15, and he's going to be brought down right there at the 14-yard line. In on the tackle, Taven Grigsby. But a nice gain on the play of 29 yards. 33 seconds to go here before halftime, and they're in their red zone.
3: Yeah, it was a nice job to hang on to that ball, because Taven Grigsby did everything he could to get the ball out. Cooper Jewett just went up, knew he was going to get hit, secured it. These D-linemen are sucking... A lot of error right now for the South. They just ran more off, and the guys coming on are going on as slow as the guys are coming
0: off. 20 seconds, clock running. Rolling out Carter Terry. Rolling, rolling. He's got all day. Looking for somebody to throw to back across the middle of the field, and it is incomplete at the six-yard line. Intended receiver that time was Gavin Lychuk. Nobody really rushing the passer that time. 12 seconds, so time for a couple of plays here for the North, leading it 12-7. to 7 with 12 seconds to go before halftime. No, there has
3: to be air to rush the passer, bro. And I'm telling you, as a D-lineman, it's tough. When you start seeing those little white dots all around your eyes, (laughs) because you can't get enough air.
0: Twin wideouts to the right side. They'll send Daly to the left, and I think we're going to get a... Timeout called here by the defense. They had all three, so the South will use the timeout. Brought to you by ENT Physicians of Carney. 12 seconds to go before halftime. 12-7, the North leading the South at the 61st annual Shrine Game.
11: Aurora Cooperative believes in creating unique opportunities for their member owners to increase yields and generate more profit for their farm. They know that applying a fungicide to your weed crop will increase its quality and your yields. Aurora Cooperative's fungicide and weed premium program allows you to do just that, with a 15 cent premium per bushel for all who use the program and deliver the grain to an Aurora Cooperative grain location. Contact your local grain agronomy or aviation team member today to learn more about how they can help with your farm's yield and profitability. Tougher together, Aurora Cooperative and you.
0: Coming up, the Ravenna Sanitation halftime report. We'll have your first half stats, scoring plays, highlights of the first half. We'll also have a chance to chat with Ron Powell of the Lincoln Journal Star, their prep sports editor. But now a big portion of the ball game. Do you have a one possession game or a two possession game going into halftime? And would the North elect to kick a field goal into the wind here if they can't get in? It's second down, and 10 at the 14 yard line. Carter Terry out of the pistol formation, empties the backfield one on one, looking for Daly left. Going to go fade pattern into the end zone as defender falls down, and it is caught. Touchdown Shane Daly, a 14 yard touchdown reception.
3: Yeah, Dylan Packett from Omaha West Side, poor kid. Looked pretty rough there, Doug. He was kind of falling down and tripping backwards, and he just couldn't get it put together.
0: So a 14-yard pass from uh, Cooper Terry of Grand Island Northwest. Carter Terry. Uh, excuse me, Carter Terry.
3: Nephew of Jay Terry, equipment manager at Nebraska uh, Lincoln, as you well know, from COZAD, tremendous high school athlete, was Jay Terry.
0: So uh, they're going to have to call a timeout before they can get the PAT. Are they going to go for two, possibly, as they lead it 18-7? to Sorry, Carter Terry. I wrote Cooper down here and done that from time to time uh, over 40 years so you know, we'll make sure that carter gets his uh, just due and now it's 18 to 7 with seven seconds to go plus the north gets the ball to start the second half
3: yeah and i think you know we just stay on carter terry for a minute you know doug his career is going to be really fun to watch he blew all kinds of records out of the water for coach stein at uh, northwest you know won the first playoff game in that high school's history in 30 years and just did such a fantastic job going to go to Shadron State, where he thought he was going to play for his uncle, uh, who is the offensive coordinator. His uncle leaves to take the head football job at South Sioux City High School, so uh, not going to play, uh, or not for his uncle, excuse me, for his high school coach's brother. Uh, Coach Stein's brother was the OC there, and that's not going to be the case now. But
0: Now they are going to go for two here, so Carter Terry will line him up. Motion left to right, just as a slight back. Terry rolls to his right. Now looks to scramble back to his left. Might have to run it in, and he is going to be hit and dropped at the line of scrimmage. Another nice play out there by Dylan Packett. So the two-point conversion is no good. And with seven seconds remaining in the football game's first half, it's the North 18, the South 7. We'll be back with more in a moment. Seat dealer. With our producer engineer Stacey Johns and Larry Baker, I'm Doug Dudeback with you here at UNK's Foster Field. I want to thank Peter Yazvak and the crew here at the University of Nebraska at Kearney for their assistance in bringing you the 61st Annual Nebraska Shrine Game. Dave McDonald and all those uh, that are with the Shriners and taking care of the young Shriner patients and all those that are here in attendance today. Seven seconds to go before halftime. The North 18 and the South 7. And we'll see if the South can get any kind of a return here. It looks like the North wants to squib it. That's exactly what they do, and it'll be picked up at the 35-yard line up to the 40. Lowering his shoulder will be Edwin Baptista at a friend. they will get to the 44-yard line. Three seconds to go, wind at the back. I would think Coach Snodgrass is going to tell him to take a shot down the field see what happened with Braden Miller. I sure would. So Split out wide to the left. Cade Reichert, slot left, it is going to be Bailey Darnell, You've got Austin Jablonski over here to the right with Chase Norblade. It might be Jablonski time, but he's got a ticpico on him. Miller back to pass. Last play before half. Rolls right under some pressure. Has to throw it away. And we are at halftime here at the 61st annual Shrine Bowl. And on the defensive side of the ball was Trenton Harbor of Gothenburg. And he was the one putting the pressure on. And did you see what just happened there? There might have been some talking.
3: No, Jablonski, maybe just a little. Let's see what happens in the second half because that was a no joker. (laughs) Yeah, Braden Miller at Harbor got
0: into it. Miller's smart enough to know that, hey, this is the last play. I'm going to chuck it down the field no matter what. He just didn't have an opportunity to. That's right. That's what you've got here at UNK on a beautiful day for football. A little bit of wind out of the north at around 15 mile an hour, which isn't anything too crazy for the state of Nebraska, but a beautiful afternoon of 75 degrees. And the north able to get a 14-yard pass from Carter Terry of Northwest to uh, Shane Daly. Uh, to uh, put them on the uh, board once again with seven seconds to go and take the lead out to 18-7. to seven. Coming up, the Remetta Sanitation Halftime Report, our chat with Ron Powell, the Lincoln Journal star, first-half stats, and a whole lot more. Keep it here on Power 99 and RiverPreps.com
12: For professional service to keep your business running smoothly, call Hellman, Maine, Kostler, and Cottle. Don't let your financial accounts become overtaxing.
11: Aurora Cooperative believes in creating unique opportunities for their member owners to increase yields and generate more profit for their farm. They know that applying a fungicide to your weed crop will increase its quality and your yields. Aurora Cooperative's fungicide and weed premium program allows you to do just that with a 15 cent premium per bushel for all who use the program and deliver the grain to an Aurora Cooperative grain location. Contact your local grain agronomy or aviation team member today to learn more about how they can help with your farm's yield and profitability. Tougher together, Aurora Cooperative Aurora Cooperative. And you.
9: George's Aerial Spraying in Sutton offers many spraying services. Bill George, owner and pilot, offers crop care by air. Call Bill today for more information on spraying services at 402 773 5581. That's 773 5581.
0: Five stations. Boom 30K, yes, yes. Hastings. KXPN, Carney. The Breeze, 94.5. Classic Hits, Power 99. One team. Platte River Preps. Platte River Preps. PlatteRiverPreps.com. Powered by Platte River Radio. Local sports, your music. and welcome back to the University of Nebraska at Kearney and halftime of the 61st Annual Nebraska Shrine Bowl. With your score, the North 18 and the South 7. This is the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report. Your trash is our treasure. Serving Buffalo County for business or residential service. Ravenna Sanitation, your trash collection connection. Find them in your local yellow pages uh, the North uh, took advantage of some good field position early in the football game, Larry, and then uh, when the South got the wind; uh, they made a nice drive and uh, got a good run there, and Braden Miller hits Bailey Darnell on a deep touchdown pass to get them on the board.
3: Yeah, I think it's interesting. You know, we talked a lot about what we were going to see coming out of this with the off- the diversity in offense from Coach Snodgrass, and to be completely honest with you, I think maybe that preparation of all that diverse offense has hurt uh, the South. Doug, they've struggled getting lined up, and I think they're – what. What has looked best is when Epperson is at tailback and Braden Miller is at running back and running some of that those zeer looks and veer looks and getting downhill with the football. When they've done that, it's allowed them to go over the top for their one score. Outside of that, they've tried to be diverse and haven't gotten lined up, and it just hasn't looked very good. The North team uh, has, has just really fired on all cylinders other than... Uh, Ehrlich being run by on the one long touchdown pass.
0: 217 total yards for the North on 35 plays, 88 yards for the South and 54 that – coming on the touchdown pass. Doug to Larry Baker with you on this beautiful Saturday afternoon, and we're joined by Ron Powell, of the Lincoln Journal star. And, Ron, how you, how's your summer? It hasn't started much yet, but how are you?
17: No, it's good. It's, it's great to be here, a great football game. Uh, what an outstanding weather day. We've had very few of these this spring, so nice to enjoy one.
0: What are you seeing out here so far uh, from the talent uh, in the state of Nebraska in this first half?
17: Well, I'll tell you what, Shane Daly's really a great receiver. You know, he had statistically a better year than Xavier Betts at Bellevue West last year, and he's really shown up today. You know, the long pass, catching uh, over two defenders, and then the move over here in the corner of the end zone for the touchdown, I mean, he just broke the ankles of that defensive back. So, you know, he's really shown up today. I've, I've been very impressed with him, four catches, 60 yards in the first half
0: some of the defense that we've seen out there uh, the selling boys from lincoln east uh, have had their names called a few times today
17: yeah brayden uh six total tackles he's a nebraska walk-on and you know i he's one of those guys that could emerge kind of like joey johnson last year in this game from gretna he emerged down there at nebraska and is beginning to kind of make his way up the depth chart a little bit at the linebacker spot and you know, maybe a couple of these guys today are going to, you know, set the stage for maybe making a move uh, when they get down to Lincoln in the fall.
3: What have been your thoughts of Norton Newley from uh, Norris? He seemed to kind of stand out, big O-lineman, D-lineman. We don't talk a lot about those guys, but he has seemed to kind of be all over the place today.
1: Yeah, and here's
17: a guy who just started playing American football this year. I mean, he's just luring the game. You know, his upside when he gets to Colorado State is just incredible. The way he can move and, you know, just the measurables and that sort of thing. He's still learning the game. So who knows what, what he's capable of.
0: Ron Powell, the Lincoln Journal star. We do have some big boys out there. Uh, in, in Butler uh, playing on the uh, north side. Uh, he's a big boy up front, too. And uh, I think it, it took a while here for these guys to – Just, you've had your scrimmages, and every All-Star game, it takes a while to get your feet wet. I just think, as this first half has progressed, we're starting to see uh, a little bit better football.
17: Well, yeah, you're starting to see the offenses open up a little bit here, and, you know, the South was able to move the ball through the air and get that lone touchdown, and, you know, it looks like they're going to start maybe getting things going offensively. You know, Bailey Darnell was a running back in high school, so the wide receiver is a little bit different for him, but... You know, he looked good going down the middle of the field, and uh, and Braden Miller hit him right in stride.
3: So what do you, and, and maybe you don't, but like this Miki Butler from uh, Omaha North uh, going to go on and play at Iowa Western, do we have any idea what his plans are maybe after a year or so at Iowa Western? I mean, this kid from uh, Omaha North, 6'5", 3'33", looks the part, plays the part. Surely he's going to end up on uh, a Division One campus
17: somewhere. Any ideas
3: what, what his plans yeah, are? Yeah,
17: I don't. But I'll tell you what. You guys were at the uh, state championship game his junior year. Wow. When they just ran right down the field on Kearney on that last drive with time running out. And they ran behind Butler. They were going on the left tackle. So he could move people. He, he's extremely agile for his size, too. So I've got to think that he's going to land somewhere big after he gets done at Iowa Western.
0: Talking with Ron Powell, the Lincoln Journal star here. Halftime of the 61st annual Shrine Bowl. The North with an 18-7 to lead uh, over the South here. And uh, they have the uh, option coming into the second half here. Of course, can't get too far ahead in the Shrine game. Uh, then uh, if that happens, uh, the rules uh, designate the team that's behind gets to keep having the football. But uh, everybody wants to talk about the kids that are going to play at Nebraska. And there are so many other kids that are going to have great careers at different colleges. But uh, with Scott Frost maybe expanding the roster and more walk-ons, that's going to give the Shrine Bowl an opportunity to have more kids that are going to go down there. How are you seeing that, Ron, right now with kids just the last year and this crew of walk-ons that, uh, A, is it too many? B, is it just enough because uh, you're going to find some diamonds in the rough? How do do you uh, look at all the walk-ons from this great state?
17: Well, obviously, you know, it's more work for the coaches, but they feel like it's worth the effort, so... You know, more power to them. If they, if they can give more kids from the state of Nebraska an opportunity to come down there and compete for a, a spot on the, on the team and possibly get on the field, that's great. So, you know, the more the merrier as long as they can handle all the numbers. And, you know, I think as the years go on, we're going to see some Nebraska walk-ons emerge at some spot. And, of course, it provides depth. That's the biggest thing. I think there are ultimate goal is to be able to recruit four or five star guys that come in and jump to the pros after a couple of years. And th- then with these walk-ons, you're going to get a fourth or fifth year guy that could maybe come into their place that was developed within the program. You know, they're a little older, a little more mature, and you're not going to see a huge drop off in talent then. And I think they want to be able to use these walk-ons to kind of plug holes as they send their top elite players of the nfl
0: ron uh, what do you think about uh, where we are at with the shrine bowl uh, 61st year it's been up and down the last maybe decade uh, now we get these kids uh coach frost has say, hey yeah we want you to come in they've been here for a week but a lot of these kids that are going on to play d1 ball are able to stick around it's the seventh year here in carney it's going to be here for at least four more years what do you think about the health of this game
17: well, it's kind of difficult because so many of the Division ones want their players on campus as soon as they graduate from high school. And, you know, we lost Cedric Case from Lincoln High, for instance, because of that, because Texas State wanted him immediately after he got uh, went through graduation last weekend at Lincoln High. So, you know, that, that makes it difficult to be able to get those uh, uh, headline players that people want to come out and watch, but uh, hopefully... You know, the Shrine Bowl remain vigilant and, you know, be, continue to pursue, you know, the top players in the state. And, you know, we've got a quality game today.
0: This is the end of the year. Sports year just kind of came to an end. Uh, it's time for that athlete of the year, coach of the year. What do we got going on at the Journal Star?
17: Well, we're going to have our coaches of the year uh, Saturday and Sunday next week in the paper. Um Saturday will be the uh, girls' coach of the year. Boys' coach of the year will be on Sunday. And then I believe we're going to do the athletes the next weekend. Had
0: a pretty good year, uh, and uh, sometimes we always think, what's high school football going to look like uh, next year? Uh, We had a lot of talent here this year. Sometimes it cycles through where there's not a lot of seniors that you talk about because you're all fired up about the juniors, and sometimes you get a a senior class. uh, Have you you delved into next football season yet at all? I know I haven't, but have you?
17: You know, I have. I've been peeking ahead a little bit, and it always seems like there's always players and teams – rise the occasion and kind of fill that void that the seniors that just graduated left. And it's going to be that way again this season. You know, in particular, I'm kind of looking forward to watching uh, Xavier Watts from Omaha Burke. I mean, the wide receivers in this state, you know, that seems to be where the uh, talent level is. You know, you got a Nebraska recruiting Xavier uh, Betts from uh, Bellevue West. And, of course, Xavier Watts is getting recruited from all from schools across country, and, of course, Nebraska's offered him. And then you have an eight-man player, Ty Han Johnson Brock. He's got an offer from Wyoming. For an eight-man football player, Lee coming into his senior year to have an offer from Wyoming, that's pretty impressive.
3: And I do think Hahn, his body matches it. It's not just an eight-man kid with a bunch of numbers. He, his body matches up to what that should look like, I think.
17: Well, and you know what? He showed up. He, uh, he competed in the uh, track festival at um, – Papio South in April and ran 10.9, wow. I believe, in the 100, 10-8-6, something like that. Uh, he beat um, he beat some really fast athletes in the 200, and, of course, that was also the race he ended up pulling his hamstring, and, unfortunately, that injury uh, lingered on, and he tried to compete at districts and couldn't do it. But, no, he, uh, he, he compares with any athlete in the state.
7: I agree.
0: Well, Ron, we'll let you get back over to your post. Uh, appreciate you giving us some time. Always great to chat with you. Uh, have a great summer.
17: All right, you too, Doug. I appreciate the time. Thank Ron you. Ron
0: Powell from the Lincoln Journal-Star joining us here at halftime. The North leading the South 18-7. to 7. Myself and Larry Baker back with you on the Ravenna Annotation halftime report to look at some of the stats right after this.
4: The officers and staff of First Tier Bank take pride in providing professional banking services with several convenient locations in Elm Creek, Kearney, and Holdridge. First Tier Bank offers a full line of banking and financial services, including checking and savings accounts, loans, investment, and insurance services. Ask about the new Wealth Builder Loan Program and the online banking services offered at First Tier, including online bill pay. First Tier Bank, Kearney, Elm Creek, and Holdridge, an equal housing lender. Member FDIC.
0: Back to the Reventa Sanitation Halftime Report. Let's take a look at our first half stats. First off, for the South. Well, they've ran the ball nine times, and they have 15 total yards. Now you have to remember they had an errant pitch from uh, Joseph Krause, and he's uh, credited with negative 16 yards. Uh, He actually three carries for negative 16. Braden Miller, his one six-yard run, leads the team in rushing. Miller's three for eight for 67 yards and a 54-yard touchdown. Krause is four for seven, 19 yards. And then uh, Jablonski, with the throwback to Snodgrass, had an 11-yard completion, so eight of 16 through the air for 97 yards through the air, and then uh, negative nine on the ground. 25 plays, 88 yards for the South, uh, nobody with multiple receptions from the South. All eight of those are to different players, Larry, which is very unusual.
3: Yeah, it is. And I think one of the things that it shows you they just haven't had that many snaps. <clears> they <throat> haven't been able to sustain anything.
0: Then you take a look at what's going on for the North. Alex Rodgers, 11 carries, 47 yards. Trenton Harbor, two carries, 38 yards, and a touchdown for the Gothenburg lad. Uh, Rhett Jordan, two carries, eight yards. Cooper Jewett, one yard or one carry for a five-yard touchdown. Then Carter Terry was sacked for a 14-yard loss. So 17 carries for 84 yards. Terry is 9 of 15 for 122 yards and one touchdown, while Sid DeMeo is 2 for 3 for 11 yards. Overall, 11 of 18 for 133 yards through the air, 84 on the ground. That's 217 yards of offense. Shane Daly Jr., four receptions, 60 yards, and a touchdown so far in the game. Taking a look at some of the defensive statistics, as you look for the north, with only 25 plays for the south, you've only got uh, Atikpo, uh, Kojo from Grand Island. Atikpo has three tackles in the ball game. Caden Johnson, Jesse Ulrich, Lane Edis all have two. Johnson does have a tackle for loss in the football game. Then you take a look at the south. Braden Sellen leads all players with six tackles. Nick Leader has three tackles. One of those is a sack in this football game. The only sack that the south has. Uh, Garrett Snodgrass, Landon Weber also have uh, three tackles in the football game, as does Taven Grigsby. So those are some of the defensive stats in the contest. As far as the scoring, the uh, South ended up after a zero-yard punt that got away from them in the end zone. The North had to scramble and then kicked it straight up into the wind, and it went zero yards. So it was an 11-yard drive that uh, finished on a five-yard run. Cooper Jewett run out of Elkhorn South. The extra point kick was blocked. With 3:06 to go in the first quarter, six to nothing. That's where we were until 6:21 to go in the second quarter, when Gothenburg's Trenton Harbor broke a 33-yard touchdown run. The uh, two-point or the kick was a wide left. So that made it 12 to nothing. That's when the South answered right back in two minutes. A 54-yard touchdown pass from Carney High's Braden Miller to Bailey Darnell. Gabe Hines of Carney added the extra point, made it 12 to 7, but right before halftime, Carter Terry of Granville Northwest hooked up with Shane Daly on a 14-yard touchdown pass, seven seconds to go before halftime. The two-point run was no good. And here at the half, it is the North 18 and the South 7. Larry Wood. Are you expecting to see in the second half?
3: Yeah, I think you're going to see the uh, North team much of the same. They may get back to, especially now that's a two-score game. That remember that those first two drives where it was just tons of pound on the ball, and I think we may see Harbor get a few more carries where he has really looked pretty good in that second quarter. From the South, I think they need to pick a lane, whether it's Stick Snodgrass at quarterback or in the backfield, and go with uh, Epperson. And Braden Miller, from that perspective, uh, they just didn't show to be able to have it together, trying to throw the ball down the field. Uh, But they need to pick one of those lanes and really stick with it and not try to move back and forth. They need to find another one of those quick strikes. And their quick strike, Doug, the South teams, happened exactly the way we talked about it in the pregame. And that was simply run the ball, run the ball, find a play action into the seam. It's what they did. They have to be able to have some... um, uh, success running the ball again to be able to do that.
0: Well, we are ready for the second half here in just a moment. The North 18, the South 7. The North expected to get the ball. You've been listening to the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report for quality, dependable trash hauling service for your farm, home, or business. Contact the professionals at Ravenna Sanitation. The second half is next on Power 99
5: and Platriverpreps.com. Let Molly's Motor Works show you how easy it is to buy a quality used car in Kearney. We believe fair prices, superior service, and treating customers right leads to satisfied repeat buyers. Our friendly and knowledgeable sales staff is here to help you find the car you deserve priced to fit your budget. Shop our virtual showroom of used cars, trucks, and SUVs online, then stop by for a test drive. Molly's Motor Motorworks East 25th in Kearney is a proud supporter of all the area athletes. Best of luck in the games.
0: big thank you, as always, to the many fine sponsors that allow us to bring you high school sporting activities no matter when it is, whether it's All-Star games or not. And as we said, this month of June just gets packed uh, with All-Star games. Uh, some of these guys will be going out to Scott's Bluff for the West Nebraska All-Star game next weekend. Volleyball playing there, too. Two weeks, we have the Sertoma 8-man All-Star game from Hastings. Of course, uh, there is going to be, uh, later on, the uh, Nebraska-Wyoming six-man All-Star football game. We are covering the uh, College World Series on ESPN Radio. The NBA Finals continue tomorrow. Taking a look at some of that baseball that's going on right now. Indiana leading Illinois, Chicago nine to five in the top of the ninth. Tennessee over North Carolina, Wilmington five to one in the top of the eighth. Florida shutting out Army seven to nothing in the bottom of the fourth. Illinois has jumped up two nothing on Jacksonville State in the top of the fifth. McNeese State leading Ohio State four to three in the bottom of the fourth inning. Stony Brook on top of Arizona State, 3-2. to two. They are in the top of the fourth inning as well. Texas A&M, who was upset yesterday, leading Fordham 5 nothing, scoring all five in the first inning. They're only in the bottom of the first. Creighton and Oregon State uh, getting underway uh, as well. Uh, what a matchup there. Uh, Oregon State, the number one that got upset yesterday. So uh, we'll see that again. Nebraska plays tonight at 7 o'clock against Oklahoma State, and we will have that for you. And I'll have some updates here on these baseball games again in just a moment.
3: Hey, tell me you saw how Florida starts their game off. Did you see that? It was all over Twitter yesterday. Did you see it? All the pitchers come out of the dugout, so the guys are taking the field. Pitchers all come out of the dugout, so it's like center guard, guard, tackle, tackle. (laughs) And quarterback, he gets the ball. They run a reverse to another pitcher, and the pitcher's got it in front of the dugout and launches it. And the center fielder is running in center field and catches it in his glove. So it's, you got to get online. If you haven't seen that, get online and see how Florida starts their baseball games. <laughs> it's as good a deal as
0: you'll see. Well, there you go. <laughs> Creighton and Oregon State scoreless in the bottom of the second inning. Uh, Ohio State and McNeese State now tied 8-8 in the bottom of the ninth inning. Ohio State hasn't won an NCAA tournament game since... Well, 1995. Well, the, their arms are rubber after what it took for them to win a Big Ten championship. Coastal Carolina beat Florida A&M nine to four. Jacksonville State came back and beat Illinois seven to five. Arizona State then thumped Stony Brook thirteen to five, and Indiana beat Illinois Chicago by a score of nine to five. And then Omaha again is playing later on tonight as well against Baylor. It's at four o'clock. Actually, they're about ready to get underway. So we're ready for the uh, second half of the Shrine Bowl to begin here in uh, less than a minute, and uh, we will see now uh, what the coaches decide. Kind of everybody gets in in that first half, and then you make some decisions here in the second half as you try to win this football game.
3: Well, yeah, and I mean, as I said to you a minute ago, this is the only game you'll ever play or coach in where you truly only have one chance to win it. And here they are. So you you do want to win at the end of the day, and Coach Snodgrass has had his – Headset on for about five or six, seven minutes here, pacing by himself. He's a competitive guy. He's won state championships at all levels.
0: Back to return it for the North is Alex Rogers. Gabe Hines with the wind at his back will put his foot into the football, and it sails to about the four-yard line where it will be taken by Rogers. Up the middle of the 10, the 15, breaks a tackle 20, 25, and he'll make it all the way out to the 29-yard line. And that is where the North will start here in the second half.
3: All right, so I, I don't anticipate you see anything different out of the North than what we saw start the game with, and that's going to be downhill, run the ball. I really felt like, Doug, that uh, the South, especially their D-line and linebackers, really ran out of gas at the end of that half. If you're the South which or the North, what you want to do here is get that going again. All that uh, uh, trouble breathing will happen really fast. You feel recovered, but it isn't for
0: long. Well, in the North was late getting people into the huddle. They break the huddle with nine seconds. Sid DeMeo is the quarterback, and he has got Cooper Jewett flanking him. He'll throw it to him out of the backfield. There are three white jerseys waiting to bring him down, but he finds a way to get a couple of yards out to the 31-yard uh, line before he is de by Landon Weber out of, out of Central.
3: Yeah, that's that deal. You, Whenever there's a now screen or a bubble screen, you throw it to your wide receiver. You always tell him, do not run back to the quarterback because there's some big mean dude who wasn't fast enough to get there, and when you close to him, he's going to rip your face off, and that's exactly what Landon Weber did.
0: Brett Jordan split out wide to the right side. Out of the shotgun to Mayo. And now Jordan in motion from right to left. Fake the jet sweep, give it to Cooper Jewett up the middle of the field. He'll get two, he'll get three, he'll be stood up right there. Mike McClanahan was in there making some noise, but Garrett Stodgrass and the rest of the team brought him down on a gang tackle. And Cooper
5: Jewett
0: only had one rush in the first half. but We know that he caught a big 30-yard touchdown pass as well. So it'll be third down, call it six yards to go at their own 34-yard line just underway here in the second half of the Shrine Bowl. And Sid DeMeo out of the pistol, fakes it to Jewett. Pressure from the backside, going to throw backside screen here to Jewett. It's complete. He needs to make one man miss. He does it. the 40, dances up to about the 43, and then it will be gang-tackled there. But it is enough for a north first down. It looked like John Christensen out of BDS had him in his sights. He just couldn't wrap him up. Doug, gets a screen pass
3: and all that we just talked about. The, the, the impressive thing there was Makai Butler out of Omaha North. let will just say it again, 6'5", 3'33". He was leading that charge on the way around. Great hip turn, being able to get the corner turn. Whatever he's got to get figured out at Iowa Western, he needs to get figured out and get himself on a Power 5 uh,
0: uh, roster. Daly split out wide to the left. H back to the right side, and they'll hand it off again to Alex Rogers. Tries that right side, and the white defense swarms to him. There's going to be a gain of about a half a yard. First day of June, a beautiful day here on Classic Hits Power 99 and RiverPreps.com at UNK's Foster Field. Seventh year that the Shrine Bowl has been here since moving from Memorial Stadium. And it's 18-7, to the North leading the South, opening possession of the second half, 9.5 to go in the third quarter.
3: We're going to break it again. Looks like, nope, still going to be in the pistol.
0: We haven't quite seen the A-gap run that we saw early. This time we're going to go with four wideouts, twins each side. DeMayo takes the snap. They'll run it straight up the middle with Rodgers. No, he's going to pull it back and take it himself. Quarterback keeper around the right end. He'll get to the 45 and over to the 50 and be brought down just into South Territory. It's going to be third down and three.
3: Yeah, and defensive coaches on the South team literally, Doug, just looked at each other and did the open hand out. Like, what is it we're supposed to do here? Uh, they're not breaking long runs, but they're not necessarily, the South isn't necessarily stopping the North. And they're just grinding things away here.
0: Well, we talked about it in the pregame. The, bulk, the boys with the bulk are wearing the red uniforms for the North, and that will eventually wear you down and they have got away from having any penalties to make it long yardage situations on first or second. They want to throw DeMayo out here in the flat. It is complete, and once again the game's leading receiver in Shane Daly Jr. is able to quick get the quick uh, pop for a first down. And Daly Jr. looked
3: great, and I thought Ron Powell from the Lincoln Journal Star had a really good point, Doug. His numbers were better than anybody else in Class A this year. You know, clearly hasn't had the press that Betts uh, uh, and so on got, but and Watts but this is a great football player
0: and move the sticks again another first down here we're in the Carney Towing and Repair broadcast booth at Foster Field at the UNK campus Jewett is the running back flanking DeMao to his right on first and 10 in motion again is Mason Heemstra he'll set up to the left side They'll hand it to Jewett. That's where he wants to run, trying to get it outside, being pursued by Snodgrass, and then getting off of his block and making the tackle in a late flag. Now the crowd talked him into it. He wasn't going to do it, Doug. He really wasn't. Tyson
3: Guzman, Omaha Westside, kind of throws him down. Do do, you you agree with me there?
0: He's pursuing him. They just get out of bounds. He makes the tackle. You don't throw that in an all-star game. You just don't do it. He didn't hurt him. It was a good tackle.
3: Crowd went crazy, and he literally, I mean, there was a lot of time there, and then he went ahead and... Well, back to the positive. Shane Shane (laughs) Daly Jr., he's a 5'9", 160-pound receiver, and he plans to play football at South Dakota State. So he's going to move on, Doug, and play big-time football at South Dakota State for the Jackrabbits.
0: So the opening drive here that started at the 29-yard line with the penalty moves it all the way down to the South 26. South needs to make a big play here defensively. Pop a ball, lose something. Uh, We haven't had turnovers in this football game. Daly's going to split out wide to the right. Sid demayo has been on point here. Jew at the running back. They'll hand it to him and then a reverse here to Rhett Jordan. He'll take it to the right side being pursued. Finds a block 20. Gets down the sideline 15. Up ended as he gets to the 10-yard line and a nice little reverse run. Picks up another first down. Rhett Jordan able to get the job done.
3: That was a fantastic run. Rhett Jordan just did an incredible job. To finish on Shane Daly Jr., Doug, you know what the best part is? He's going to graduate high school with a 4.7 GPA.
0: <laughs> Bailey Darnell ends up making the tackle. We didn't have enough classes to get to 4.7. <laughs> Ball spotted right on the 10, so it'll be first down and goal, 18-7. to 7. Back to the pistol. And they'll turn and hand it off straight up the middle to a Rogers. Rogers making his way inside the five. He'll be brought down at the four, the three and a half, oh, like, oh, second down and goal. Weber's in there again on the tackle. Yeah, and they doing pretty good today out. for Adams Central. And yes,
3: the Patriots. just doing a fantastic job. He's been really good there.
0: Oh, but we do have our first man down, and we may see some cramping. I hope that's all that this is right now, and I believe that is exactly what it is there's some sportsmanship the south helping the north with the cramp and we've got the trainers here so they're going to take care of that uh, any of our injuries taken care of here by family physical therapy and sports center getting you back into the game of life so it'll be second and goal for the north at the south 4 with 742 to go in the third quarter north up 18 to 7 at the shrine bowl on power 99
11: Aurora Cooperative believes in creating unique opportunities for their member owners to increase yields and generate more profit for their farm. They know that applying a fungicide to your weed crop will increase its quality and your yields. Aurora Cooperative's fungicide and Wheat premium program allows you to do just that with a 15 cent premium per bushel for all who use the program and deliver the grain to an Aurora Cooperative grain location. Contact your local grain agronomy or aviation team member today to learn more about how they can help with your farm's yield and profitability. Tougher together, Aurora Cooperative, and you.
0: Well, they're able to get Alex Rogers taken care of, and he gets off the field under his own power. Coming off here for the south is going to be uh, Taven Grigsby. So second and goal at the four, and he can, you can't play goal line defense. You can only stack that four-three as close as they'll let you. As Sid DeMail running this opening set. Gives it off to Harbor of Garthenburg. He'll get to the 2. He'll get to the 1. It's third down and goal. Yeah, I thought that's
3: who we'd see. I was going to say it earlier that once they got down here, I think the Harbor's the guy. He's the more physical runner of the two.
0: Six, two 225 out of Gothenburg. Going to go to Fort Hayes. Leitchuk, Gavin Gavin Leitchick is going to check out. The ball just outside the 1. So Harbor's going to play some Division II football at Fort Hayes State he'll stay in the backfield just off to the right of his quarterback Sid DeMaio, third down and goal they'll pack it up the middle and they'll go direct snap into the hands of Rhett Jordan, he tries to sneak it in and he doesn't get there that play did not work for Coach Lamangi that time I love that design, he
3: sent him in motion and he just stops right under the quarterback and just about got there
0: so it'll be fourth and goal at the one
3: Surely he'll kick the, well, it's into the win. And, and they didn't sign a true kicker, did they? No,
0: no, they no, sure did So not. they'll
3: go for it. A lot of times you would kick it just to let the kicker kick one here. But if they didn't sign a kicker,
0: what's the point? So 18-7, fourth and goal at the one here for the North. Harbor stays the backfield, trips to the left side. DeMeo takes the snap. Runs into Harbor, hands it to him, sprints to the corner, into the end zone. Second touchdown of the Shrine Bowl for the flag. Gothenburg Swede. You got a flag. And it's right at the goal line where he turned it up. We may get offensive holding. It's gonna be offensive holding here. It's Harbor pointing at the guy as he went in. It's bowling. gonna be offensive holding now. If you did have a kicker, you'd bring him in. And that's something that we didn't talk about either, Larry. The expansion of the Shrine Bowl rosters this year. Yeah. Uh, each team having four more on or six more on their team.
3: Yeah, and that, I, I think it's good to have the extra players. Hey, why not give the kids the experience? Now, the tough thing is you expand it too big and you get kids that don't play. I totally understand that. But it is good to get these guys uh, the ability to play.
0: Braden Miller coming in defensively here for the South. The North is going to go for it. Fourth and goal at the 11. Yeah, see, Harbor comes out. Put Rogers back in there. Twins right. you got Daly over here, one-on-one to the left, trying to shade him, but they're rolling right. Throw a screen back across the middle. Weber hits the running back in Rodgers as the pass is complete, and that busts the play up, even though he got back to the line of scrimmage. When Weber got through there, he did everything but bring him to the ground, and then let the rest of his teammates come in there and get the job done. Yeah,
3: Landon Weber did a great job. Blew the whole thing up. If Landon Weber doesn't do that, I'm not so sure they don't score. And and here's the deal. I know that... uh, uh, the North team's had the ball for about a month and a half here, Doug. But this really, that, that's a big stop because that score would have put this game away.
0: Nick Leader a little banged up there on the play. And the Lincoln Southwest All-Stater tries to shake it off on his shoulder and comes off the field under his own power. But the South takes over, but that was a 6 9 drive with yes. no points.
3: And we get the toss and Epperson falls down. They just run the simple toss, which I think is the right type of offense here, and Epperson
0: just falls down. So Braden Miller is quarterbacking the squad right now. To start the third quarter here, they will lose a yard back to the nine-yard line, second and 11. 18-7 to 7 north, 5.20 to go in the third quarter over the south. Miller looking left. Little stop. It's going to be complete for a short gain of about five. Well, They gave him a pretty good spot at the 14, and they're going to give him the 16. Complete to Lucas Paluchek. Paluchek out of Ogallala, and it'll be third down and about five to go.
3: Yeah, I mean, it's third and manageable, but it's third and a must. They've got to get a first down,
0: Doug. There's absolutely no doubt. Miller trying to go hurry up offense, takes the snap, looks right side, and it's going to be complete to Norblade right at the 20. He's got the first down. Yeah, I think so. It's
3: just on the other side of the twenty. That should be a first down.
0: Grayson Gary out of broken bow along with a of Grand Island in on the coverage. Here comes Garrett Snodgrass in offensively. Miller's coming out. Yeah,
3: and I, I think so. of this is probably the right thing. They got fifty-five in the backfield. They're gonna go big stuff here. This is his other package where they just go big and start trying to run
0: you over. Jerona McCook. They've got four backs in the backfield with no wideouts, and Garrett Snodgrass, it's just a wildcat, goes left side, doesn't work, dives to the 22. Down low there defensively for the north was Hunter Jones.
3: Well, they won a state championship running that exact offense, Doug. We watched them do it.
0: It Tell me, though, a little bit like we talked about earlier. All 11 don't always match up with all 11. At the Shrine Bowl, all 11 are supposed to match up with all 11. It's a little tougher to do that. And now Miller comes back in under center. He rolls right looking for Jablonski, and he's going to go wheel route again. This time it's complete at the 40, the 45, and stepping out of bounds is Jared Epperson at the 46-yard line. That's a gain of 23 as he got the defensive back. Gary turned around that time. They ran that for the second time. The first time, they didn't communicate that time. It was recovered and a much better pass and catch.
3: Yeah, if they throw it that well the first time, that would have been six points. That was just executed better there. Epperson's going to come off.
0: So the South, starting at their own 10, has moved it out to the 46. They will send in motion Jackson Hirschfeld. And on the jet sweep, he'll take it, try to get to the corner left side, and he is going to be hit by Jesse Ulrich after a gain of one. It'll be second down and nine. I'm just telling you, that was unbelievable. Jesse Ulrich, was, as if he was shot out of a cannon,
3: dug, and that's how you want your safety to run the alley was just like that. That was a fantastic job.
0: You know, we've talked about this, and there are more Class A players in the Shrine Bowl, but we've seen a mixture of everything so yes. far today in the names we've called. Fake the jet sweep the other way. Miller's going to throw right sideline, and it is complete to Jackson Hirschfeld into the North Territory at the 45-yard line. Hirschfeld says,
3: let's come back, boys. I know all about how to do this. Of course, it may be the greatest uh, state championship game you and I have ever called.
0: Yeah, they took care of it in overtime from Centennial. Coach Klanski and the boys in one that they nobody thought they were going to win.
3: No way. Everybody thought they were going to get whacked.
0: And uh, they were able to get the job done and win the school's first state title. That's never good. Here comes Murph to take a look at somebody. Third and one. They go full house. Snodgrass runs off left side, and he's got the first down. They're taking a look right now at uh, Colin Jerome. And sometimes when you run that package and you're not used to it, you got one guy trying to follow three linemen that are in the backfield. They get rolled up on.
3: I'm just telling you, he was a step away with Snodgrass from scoring, and Snodgrass wants the ball right now. There, this I, I remember this like it was yesterday when they did it to Elk South, Doug. Uh, this package can score points for them. This and is a package I thought we'd see today.
0: Snodgrass takes it again off the left side to the 35-yard line for a gain of about three. Second down and seven, and the, the north was not set defensively. They were still running guys on and off the field as they were ready to snap the ball. Now it looks like they're finally set, but you've got guys like Norielli in the backfield now. Snodgrass, now he wants to throw, looking deep, well covered. There's nobody to throw to, so he's going to put it up anyway. And it's incomplete. <laughs>
3: no, he's mad at the receiver for not – Glenn's mad at the receiver for not getting up the field. But this this is exactly the play type, the stuff they ran against Elk South.
0: D.J. Gross they had in the middle of all of that. That was the intended receiver. And the South is lucky that that one wasn't picked off. Yes. There was like six defensive backs there for the North. Now it's third down. And seven and a half to go. They'll bring Braden Miller back in. Four wideouts. Go trips to the right side now with some motion. Miller, pressure, screen pass. It's bobbled, and it is caught there by Epperson. He's got a breaking of a tackle at the 25 into the secondary lane. Edis depletes him at the 21, but it's enough for the first down. Boy, I thought Epperson was not going to be able to corral that, and once he did, he had some running room. He picks up 14. I'm telling you
3: right now, Quinn Buttsky from Centennial, absolutely six foot, 275 pounder offensive lineman, and just absolutely ripped the face off a guy to spring uh, uh, him on that run.
0: Jerone is back in the ball game now, and Snodgrass is in to run it, and this time not much going on. Good job in the backfield by Stephen Crotic to come in and upend him after a gain of about a half yard. They'll move it. Inside the 20 to about the 19.
3: Now, on this, you don't care how much time this takes. Make it 18-14 going to the fourth quarter.
0: Absolutely. Two minutes to go here in the third. The North up 18-7. It's the same score it was at halftime. But the first drive of the North got him all the way to the one. Then a holding penalty. Wiped out a touchdown. And Snodgrass doing a little more dancing here is going to be wrapped up by Connor Cowling as he picks up yardage to near the 15 they're going to make him short at the 16 yard line cowling out at norfolk so it's going to be third and long here in the red zone
3: and here comes braden miller and company back on that whole package subs off third and six for the 16 so braden miller come on here and we'll take two cracks and i can't imagine they'll make it
0: 18 to 10 and you kind of feel for krause of seward it just the game hasn't went The way that would work for him. Miller's going to keep it himself. Run left side. He's got blocking to the 15, to the 10. He's out of bounds. First down and goal south. Braden Miller gets in the huddle and says, hey, boys, I'm going to run to a corner that I've
3: ran to a million times in my high school career. Look out.
0: There's a lot of good feelings for these Bearcats as they go to the south end zone. That's what got him into the state final during their junior year. First and goal, they'll officially call it the nine. Miller stays in with four wideouts. Same play left side, but there just wasn't the initial surge off the line, and he's actually tackled from behind. There are four or five red jerseys there.
3: Yeah, when he pulled up, I thought maybe he was going to, because he kind of pulls up as he gets there. I thought he was going to throw it, but I didn't see a receiver
0: down there. Yeah, he was trying to follow his fullback, Barrett Sellen, and I'm not saying Sellen missed his block. I'm saying there were too many guys to block that time. And he has dropped back at the 11-yard line, second and goal. Still four wide outs, maybe trying to set something up here. Rolls to his right, wants to throw. Corner of the end zone, incomplete, intended for Jablonski, who I thought would be a little bit more of a factor in the football game today, and uh, he just has not. Uh, they haven't thrown it to a lot of different guys. He's had one catch for three yards.
3: Yeah, Chase Norblade was wide open, standing on about the E. Wish they could have got it to him there. But, you know... To your point, Doug, you've got the situation with Krause from Seward. I always kind of wondered how this would work out with a quarter or a coach uh, like Snodgrass and the types of things he runs with a kid like Krause. The the, the two just don't match up.
0: Yeah, he's not a a throwing offense, and we're going to see a timeout here called by the South Squad. They have got third and goal at the 10-yard line with 46 seconds to go in the third quarter. They trail 18-7 this timeout, brought to you by ENT Physicians of Kearney.
9: George's Aerial Spraying in Sutton offers many spraying services. Bill George, owner and pilot, offers crop care by air. Call Bill today for more information on spraying services at 402-773-5581. That's 773-5581. Five stations. Boom 30 K
0: E Chance. Cassius. Hastings. KXPN. Carney. The Breeze. 94.5. Classic Hits. Power 99. One team. Plat River Preps. Plat River Preps. Plat River Powered by Plat River Radio. Local sports. Your music.
16: Seed dealer.
0: And the South will come out. They won't waste much time. They'll get under center. Miller takes it. Fade pattern to the right side. Overthrows Chase Norblade. And now it's going to be fourth down. Do we have a penalty? Illegal defense. Illegal, oh, defense. Illegal defense. So they'll get a reprieve and go again here.
3: And if Norblade, and high school players do that many times, and the ball gets close to them, they stop running and like... Fixate themselves on the ball, right? If Norblade keeps running there, he catches that for a touchdown.
0: So that's a five-yard penalty. It'll be third and goal now just outside the five. Miller stays in there with four wideouts. He'll take the snap, looking right all the way. Now, flushed out of the pocket, runs into pressure and fumbles the football. Harbor sacked him, and they're going to call him down.
3: Man, this Harbor is a hound dog, Doug.
0: Holy moly, the North is up in arms, and they should be. We don't have replay here, but Harbor came back, and on a full sprint, when Miller was flushed out of the pocket, he probably didn't have to, and he ran right towards Harbor and he didn't have time to get out of the way. Just on the naked eye one time, that looked like a full-fledged fumble, yeah. and because of the sack, you can't go for it, and Gabe Hines will come in. I would have kicked it no matter what, so they can't take advantage of this. He'll have his holder, Braden Miller. They'll spot the ball. At the 27-yard line, so this is a 37-yarder with the wind from right to left can make it a one-possession game. They need this low snap. It's placed down. Heinz gets the kick away, and the UNL walk-on nails the 37-yard field goal. But we have a flag on the play.
3: Well, they cannot get a first down. The South can't. Illegal
0: You'll decline that. And they call it illegal defense on the special team. so I'll, they'll take the three points, and with 24 seconds to go in the third quarter of the 61st Shrine game, the North 18, the South 10, back after this on Power 99. We are approaching the end of the third quarter. It's 18-10 to the North as Gabe Hines gets ready to boot it away. Yeah, and ultimately
3: in the end, it could be a kicker that could decide this, Doug, and we know Gabe Hines is kicking for the South, and the North doesn't have one.
0: Oh, he squibs it. He pops it into the air, and a fair catch is called for and made by Sam Coulterman out of Wahoo. It wasn't a true onside kick, but they were trying to catch the North off. There's only so much you can do, again, with some of the rules, but Now they give the North excellent field position. I question that a little bit, Larry. Although they couldn't, maybe they're feeling that they can't stop stop them them anyway. They can't stop them. But the way it took so long,
3: I mean, right now this is full on uh, thirty-five, what twenty-five yards of field position because it would have gone out of the back of the end zone.
0: Yeah, Hines with the wind behind him. So. Carter Terry is in there, really only has to one run more play here. They empty it with Harbor out of the backfield, running him out of a wheel route, but he is well covered. So Terry has to roll out right side, actually throws it behind the line of scrimmage, caught by Heenstra, and he is going to be dropped there by Barrett Sellen. but they're going to lose about three yards on the final play of the third quarter. That was an ill-advised throw all the way around. And so the clock will run out, and we're through three-quarters of the 61st Annual Nebraska Shrine Bowl, and the game's still in doubt. The North 18, the South 10 on Power 99 and PlatteRiverPreps.com. Glad to have you along with us here on Power 99. Doug Doodle, Larry Baker. So much going on in the community of Kearney. I know we've got Little Kids Basketball. We've got the Yanni Heritage Festival going on. Uh, They're raising some money down with their uh, clown noses at Walgreens. You can go dunk people in the dunk tank. Larry, when we leave here, can I go do that? Yes. I mean, you have to set on and I'll throw the balls. Okay. (laughs) Or I'll just walk up and hit the thing. That's right. And that's just among the many things that are going on. A uh, beautiful first day of June. I'm sure a lot of things going on uh, throughout the afternoon, the weekend tonight. Uh, enjoy your time and a beautiful night like this. We want to thank our fine sponsors. Don't forget when we are done, we will have the new uh, sports medicine and orthopedic surgery post game show. Right now, 18 to 10, the North leads the South, second and 12 at their own 43 yard line. Heemstra in motion, Carter Terry hands it to him. And he's going to be de in the backfield, waiting for a hole, looking for somewhere to go. And he just gets thumped.
3: Holy <laughs> smoly. I mean, Doug, that was a big, big boy hit. He goes, Dylan Packett out of Westside. Nope.
0: <laughs> Bailey Darnell. Bailey Darnell, who had the touchdown earlier, the only touchdown for the South on a 54-yard reception from Miller. They didn't see him streaking through there. He's had himself a nice game. We're being asked with all the media members to vote for the players of the game. There's a couple. Harbor had a touchdown wiped off and a fumble wiped off, or he'd be right there. Now Terry wheel route down the right side, and it's going to be incomplete, trying to find his favorite receiver, Shane Daly Jr. That's the deepest throw of the ball game. And good coverage down the field by Torrance Jackson.
3: Yeah, Daly Jr. will be interesting to watch through his college career, Doug. As I said, he's going to South Dakota State. Just watching him move down the field, he's got real speed, but tremendous body
0: control. Well, Jackson and Daly having a little conversation as they come back. All wide receivers feel like they get held or touched or shoved or something, and they have a little knowledge of themselves from their Metro days against each other. Well, that's a much quicker drive than their first one. Well, fourth down, yeah. They only had the ball one time in 20 seconds, so 6-20, and they didn't score. Lane Edis and Mullen to punt with the wind behind him. They come in to try to block, and he pops it up. And it will not be returnable. It will hit the ground and not take much of a turf roll here for him at the 30. Now it does pick up a little spin to the 25. It's going to roll all the way down to the 20-yard line. So he actually gets 39 yards out of that and no return. And so the south down 8 with 10.57 to go in the game will come back out. Yeah, if I'm Glenn
3: Snodgrass, I keep that that, uh, Garrett Snodgrass package uh, here In spots, Doug, it's what worked in the last uh, drive, being able to come back, run it in some spots, get out of it, run it in some spots, and get out of
0: it. Well, Krause does come back into quarterback for the first time in a long time here, the Seward All-Stater. Since the first quarter. And also getting out there a little late is Noah Staferski. Trying to get the play called here. The clock down to 10. Krause out of the shotgun. Pump fake, wants to roll right under pressure, throws down the sideline. There's just nowhere to go. Chase Norblade was the intended receiver again, covered by Kojo Atikpaho. Yeah,
3: we're going to get a cramp, but uh, the reason that, that's, that uh, Krause got flushed there was Staferski just got lit up, and his side caved, that right side caved. Pretty sure that's a cramp. I watched it happen, and he was just he looked up at the official and said, like,
0: blow it. Yeah, for our Bishop Newman Cavalier, that may be Caden Johnson that was in there trying to provide some defensive pressure. So a couple of cramps here that we have had. Our injury report brought to you by Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, getting you back into the game of life with a location near you. 10.51 to go in the Shrine Bowl. It's the North 18 and the South 10. Again, we want to remind you that two weeks from today, we'll have the Sertoma 8-man All-Star football game for you. And uh, continuing coverage of what's going on uh, with Major League Baseball, the NBA playoffs, Royals baseball on the breeze, 94.5 throughout the summer. And uh, maybe an update here for you on what's going on in uh, the NCAA baseball tournament. Baylor has taken a 2-0 lead over Omaha. Omaha's the home team. Baylor scored two in the top of the first inning. Ohio State and McNeese State are 8-8 in the bottom of the 12th. McNeese is the home team there. Creighton has jumped up on Oregon State 3 to nothing in the bottom of the fourth. Don't mess with the Jays. Well, I thought Michigan could give them some trouble in game one. They could come all the way back, but you didn't expect to play Oregon State today. We're ready to go. Krause throws it out here in the flat. Snodgrass hauls it in at the 20 and is immediately brought down by Cooper Jewett. And that's basically all they did was get back to the line of scrimmage.
3: Yeah, he tried to run a little speed out there hoping he could get it turned up, no chance looked like he uh, Garrett hurt his back
0: so it'll be third down Keep it at 10 yards to go down by 8 Krause takes the snap two blocking backs, throws it over the middle of the field, it bounces off of the shoulder pad of Epperson and incomplete and the south will have to punt
1: Yeah,
3: that that offense just hasn't that set just hasn't melded for whatever reason.
0: Yeah, that's probably one of those where you felt too as a coach is well, we got to let these kids. They were our starters. They got to get back in there and play a series. Now it's going to be up to their defense. And back to return the kick here, Alex Rogers and Shane Daly. Whoops. And now we get a flag for offsides on the defense, but that's not going to change anything except it'll be fourth and five instead of fourth and ten. Yeah, big
3: Logan Shukie from Wood River. He just got, or excuse me, Waverly got going a little too soon. I'd like to see Daly Jr. receive this punt, a little open field. I think he's got a little shake to him.
0: McClanahan to punt it away. No rush at all. They'll boot it high into the wind. It just kind of dies there. Hits the field at 50. and takes a horrible kick for the South. They're going to lose about nine yards on that to the 41. That's going to end up being only a 16-yard punt, and the North will take over first and 10 at the South, 40, leading it 18 to 10 with 10 minutes to go here in the Shrine Bowl. Yeah,
3: and I think if you're the North here, Doug, it's again get downhill, kick, 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 let, let the clock run. It's a little unnerving that you're a touchdown away, but it's touchdown and two point conversion.
0: And now we're going to have an officials timeout, I believe, for a water break here. So, our timeout brought to you by ENT Physicians of Carney. You're listening to the Shrine Bowl on Power 99, KKPR FM. Carney, along with our friends in uh, Sutton. And, of course, we've got a lot of folks that are listening along the way from all the places like Grand Island uh, Central Catholic and Grand Island Northwest and Grand Island Senior High all represented here
1: today. We'll be right back. Archer Credit Union is a community credit union offering a full range of personal, agricultural, and commercial financial services. You'll find an amazing culture where people truly have the passion and expertise to help you with anything, from the day-to-day to to complex financial solutions, to large farm operations, to local businesses, to families, and to students. We value people first. We live, work, and help other people in our communities with local solutions to local decision-making. Archer Credit Union is a proud sponsor of all the area athletes and wishes them good luck.
4: Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center getting you back into the game of life with several locations in Kearney and surrounding areas. Ask your doctor how family physical therapy can improve your quality of life. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center excellence in rehabilitation is a very proud supporter of all of our area athletes in and out of the game. Locations serving Kearney, Lexington, Minden, Ravana, and Wood River.
0: First down and ten out of the water break. Rodgers will take it up the middle, and he'll work his way to about the 35-yard line. A gain of five. Second down and five for the north.
3: Yeah, and that you just, Rodgers and Harbor here, I think, is what you're going to see.
0: We'll put two wide outs to the right side, including lightchuk and Daly. In motion from right to left is Garrett Houston. Sets in the slot left. They hand it off again up the middle for Alex Rogers. He'll get inside the 30, down to the 25. He'll have a first down. And the north, got to find one point somewhere to make it a two-possession ball game, and that would probably be enough to get the job done.
3: Yeah, I think it would, Doug. This is just Omaha-Burks offense. They're so good at it. They skip pull the guard, the backside guard, to lead him up through. And they just do a fantastic job on that play. Of course, we watched them in the state championship game do it with perfection.
0: Some big linemen that didn't play in this game as well. Uh, Ethan Piper, a couple of the Burt kids, Heinrich uh, not able to go. Carter Terry takes the snap, looks left covered, out to the right, and it is complete to uh, Gavin Leichuk, but he is brought down immediately. And again, we've got a whistle and a flag.
3: Yeah, Chase Norblade made the tackle there. Do we know why Ethan Piper didn't play?
0: The illegal shift on the offense. So, a uh, play that will be negated. Or maybe they'll take it. I think maybe we had a completion for, what, a yard? Yeah, it's kind of. Uh, this crew's doing a great job. at yeah. summer. But there
3: have been some kind of just odd calls today.
0: So, they will take the penalty yardage. And instead of 2nd and 10, it'll be 1st and 15. Move the ball back to the 31-yard line. And the clock will continue to run. 8.40 to go in the game. The North up 18 to 10. The only points of the second half was a 37-yard field goal by Gabe Hines of Carney for the South. Twins right. Trying to move lightchuk into the slot. They'll put Rodgers out of the backfield and throw it to him in motion, complete at the 30, turns the corner 25, gets a block, and he's going to be shoved out of bounds by Norblade just short of the 20-yard line.
3: Yeah, that's really slick. All that is is a bubble screen to what would be the number two receiver uh, because he's going to come out of the backfield in motion and kind of gets to where the number two would be in a trip set, and they just immediately throw the bubble to him. And he's running full speed.
0: Well, it is storming in Oklahoma City. The opening game was delayed three hours due to storms. And so Nebraska going to start late tonight. Here's an inside handoff to Rodgers. And Garrett Snodgrass comes in and makes a nice open field tackle. Rodgers hasn't danced much, but there was nowhere to go. So instead of going off right guard, he went left guard, left tackle, and then Snodgrass brought him down. And so it'll be third down. Here inside the 20, right at the... Oh, no, they're going to give him the first down. I thought it was going to be 3rd and 1. Instead, they're going to give him the first down.
3: I was hoping you were saying it was storming in Oklahoma City and the Husker bats had gone crazy, but I guess it's not even game time yet.
0: Yeah, so delay, delay, delay.
3: They almost have to play that no matter what tonight, right, with what tomorrow's schedule will be.
0: Well, can't play, you can't play. That's the one thing about these deals. We had some that were postponed yesterday into today. Only playing two games a day. Rolling right. Terry throws out of the backfield to Cooper Jewett. Nice move at the 15. Breaks a tackle, 10. Going to get a penalty flag at the 5 down to the 4-yard line.
3: They're going to call holding on Shane Daly Jr. And let me be
0: the first to say you're wrong. <laughs> the coach is in the box next to us. Uh, we could hear him yelling as soon as that came out. And they're going to call an illegal block. And what would have been first and goal... Instead, we'll be a lot young, longer yardage situation.
3: And this just might play in the North's hands here, Doug. It's just making this drive take that much longer. And I'm kind of with you. I think one point here changes the world.
0: Yeah, Harvard and UConn are scoreless in the top of the second. That was a game that started at 1 o'clock. So. Oh,
3: boy. wonder how many hits UConn will have today. <sighs>
0: They wasted a lot of them yesterday. 19 of them. Unbelievable. First and 10 now at the 16-yard line for the north. Clock continuing to run with 7.20 to go. Carter Terry gives it to Cooper Jewett off the right side to the 15. Dances around before Mike McClanahan wraps him up and brings him down at the 12. A gain of four. It'll be second down and six. Yeah, and it's just this
3: now, you know, we're kind of midway point or into the last third of the fourth quarter. But this is starting to look like the end of the half, Doug, where the north is able to just kind of run the ball and the south is just out of gas. Look at all the hands on the hips right now for the south. They're just huffing and puffing.
0: Again, got to find a way to make a stop. Had some help from the penalty. Second and six at the twelve. Running back is Alex Rogers. Now they empty the backfield, looking for him again on a wheel. Roddy's wide open, uncovered, caught, touchdown. He got lost. Nobody was able to pick him up. And that was an easy touchdown for 12 yards, 24-10 north.
3: Yeah, the key there was they did run. That was an old-school wheel out of the backfield. Ran the two receivers all the way across the field, and he held back there and held and waited for everybody to, A, chase their receivers and then get into their drops, and there was nobody home. And he's slick coming out of the not he very athletic.
0: Yeah, so Rodgers, who has uh, toted the rock as much as anybody, finally gets into the end zone. And they line up for the extra point kick to try to make it a 15-point game. Haven't had any luck. This time, though, the kick is plenty high, and it is good. So Sid DeMaio adds the extra point. And with 631 remaining to go in the Shrine Bowl, the North 25, the South 10. You're listening to Power 99 and PlatteRiverPreps.com.
1: people you know community people people you know community people
13: everything seems easier when you're doing business with people you know especially banking when you apply for a loan it's a good feeling knowing who you're talking to bank with us mendon exchange bank and trust company member fdic community people you know
12: community.
0: Doug to Larry Baker, the home stretch of the Shrine Bowl. As the North gets ready to boot it away, up 15 with six and a half to go. And the kick is away by Garrett Husted, and it goes into the end zone, so 80 yards in front. And who do you go with now at quarterback? You don't really have the time unless Garrett Snodgrass breaks a bomb, which he's been known to do. And then you got Braden Miller. And uh, Joseph Krause, Krausey's probably the kid that you look at to throw the ball. Miller definitely can do it, but Miller might be a little more mobile. They're going to go with Miller right now.
3: Yeah, I mean, ultimately, Krause's only had, I think, three
0: series on the day. So Miller takes the snap out of the backfield, throws it out here in the flat to Jaden Davis. Davis, nowhere to go, and they're going to lose yardage. And I think maybe that's why you don't see Krause in there. There's no, If he's in there, you know you're going down the field. And with Miller, at least there's the threat of the run, but you can't have negative yardage plays on offense right now. That's just what happened, and the clock runs, and it's second and 11. Yeah, I mean, that just goes absolutely nowhere. Do they have somebody that can run you down the field? Second and long, Miller's going to keep it all the way around the corner, cuts it back, keeps it inside, gets five more. Cooper Jewett stands him up. He keeps going across the 30 to the 31. He actually picks up a first down, could have ran out of bounds at the 21 and cut it back up and gets a first down for the sound.
3: See what I mean? I mean, that's built for him. And then when you got Epperson with him, it's just hard in an all-star game to, to get in those types of momentum.
0: In the backfield now for the South is Edwin Baptista. as a blocking back for Miller. Pump fake. He thought he had somebody now. He rolls out, has some room to run. One on one needs to make a juke move but does. 35, 40, 45, 50 back to the middle of the field. Braden Miller 40. And a penalty flag, and then he's hit and fumbles the ball. And the North recovers the football at the 24-yard line. The horrible penalty. But it isn't gonna matter because they recover the football on the, on the fumble, the first turnover of the game. I love getting him loose, though, one more time on this field, Doug. The fumble recovered by Keegan Reitschneider out of Scott's Bluff. And what a run that would have been 44 yards but lost the football. Yeah, that was a great job. And I did not tell who knocked it away from behind.
3: No, I did not see who knocked it away either.
0: Well, that might just do it. So now the North takes over with 526 remaining in the ball game and the score 25-10 to 10 in favor of the North. And in at quarterback will be Sid DeMaio. DeMaio will turn. He'll hand it off here to Harbor. And Trenton Harbor gets out to the 28-yard line. Well, this Trenton Harbor, I'm telling you.
3: Oh, got another cramp. Hurry up. Get over here. <laughs> but this Trenton Harbor, he's just so athletic, Doug.
0: We're going to take a break as they work on the uh, north player with the cramp. 25-10, to north leading the south, 5.15 to go. This time out brought to you by ENT Physicians of Kearney. And Ryan Benna is going to get that cramp worked out. And the Creighton Prep defensive player is going to slide over to the sideline. Play an offensive line, excuse me, on that series. And the clock runs. Second down and seven. North up by 15. Just trying to grind it out. They're going to go ahead and throw it. And it is incomplete here. Trying to get Daly a little more pub and in on the coverage was Tyson Guzman. I don't think that they were expecting that one, Larry.
3: No, I don't think so either. And Guzman just about, I mean, he had put himself in good shape there. That's for sure. Had done a really nice job. But again, I'm going to say it. Shane Daly, I think, uh, it's going to be fun to watch him at the next level. I think he's solid as a rock. But Harbour. Is a hammer. Had he had more time today, he might be your guy on the offense.
0: 25-10. They'll take him out of the backfield. Looking for Harbor. He's covered. Flush DeMeo now has to run with the football. Now throws to Harbor, who's wide open at the 45-50. Breaks a tackle. 40. The Swede to the 30. High steps over another man and down to the 15-yard line. And I'll tell you what, if it wasn't... For a couple of penalties, and there's another penalty. Harbor's probably the MVP, but yeah. three outstanding plays have been wiped out by penalty. They are going to call that an illegal forward pass. Before. I thought he was a little far up the field, yeah. but hey, no, he's. Loved- Harbor made a great, made two great plays yeah. that had nothing to do with it.
3: Harbor's been the best offensive player in this game today, but as you said, they've just, uh, you know, he's had four big plays wiped out.
0: We've loved our big guy in Norielli out here, but. Would you go offense? you go defense? I mean, what do you do with a guy like well, that? Well,
3: my thing is, I always look at Alex Rogers. A lot of the staff members look at the stats. Real quick, they go like this and say, well, that guy. My thing is, is when you look at how the North won this game, they won this game with Alex Rodgers. Grinding the ball and grinding the ball. He had the big catches when he needed to have the big catches.
0: Well, they also follow a big seven zero out there.
3: Yeah, I don't think so. I mean, I mean, I'm with you 100%. I agree. I think it's, 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 hard, to,
0: it's hard to do that. So now 4.52 to go, and it is fourth down because you do not get to replay the down on the illegal forward pass, so the North is going to have to punt the football away. Lane Edis is out there to do so, really? and because they're not sure of the personnel, they're going to go ahead and call a timeout. Brought to you by E&T Physicians of Kearney. 4.34 remaining in the game. The North has to punt it, and the it South right down 25-10.
11: Aurora Cooperative believes in creating unique opportunities for their member owners to increase yields and generate more profit for their farm. They know that applying a fungicide to your weed crop will increase its quality and your yields. Aurora Cooperative's fungicide and weed premium program allows you to do just that, with a 15-cent premium per bushel for all who use the program and deliver the grain to an Aurora Cooperative grain location. Contact your local grain agronomy or aviation team member today to learn more about how they can help with your farm's yield and profitability. Tougher Together, Aurora Cooperative. And you.
0: After the timeout, fourth down and 10 here for the North to punt it away from their own 24 yard line. Good snap to Lane Edis. Pops up a short one that should not be returnable. Let's see what kind of kick he gets off the turf. It bounces at the forty-five forty. Oh my goodness, he's going to get 25 yards a roll. This will go
3: down in the book, and Lane Edis will look like a punter. <laughs>
0: yeah. Down to the 23 yard line. That is a 53 yard punt. First down and 10. For the South, they trail twenty five to ten with four eighteen to go. Yeah, it's fantastic. And they're gonna bring Krause in now. They had Miller of the last time and now you just gotta throw the ball every yeah. down, most likely, maybe mix in one run. But
3: I think the key here is give him a little bit of time. I mean, you know, you're leaving five to
0: effectively block four. Crousey 5 of 10 for 19 yards in the game. He just hasn't had many opportunities. Looks right, under pressure, under pressure. He's going to be sacked well back inside wow. the 10-yard line. Coming in there to make the play is Travis, Travis Tyler. Tyler. Yeah, well,
3: they just ran by Stefurski. The D-end was the guy that gets there first, and I think that might have been Herbeck. Um, yeah, Jacob Herbeck from Grand Island Central Catholic just flat went by Staferski. couple Huskers there, so big battle.
0: Second down and 20. Short little hook route, and it's going to go right through the hands here of the uh, south wide receiver in Cade Reichert.
3: you know what I would have loved to have seen today, whether it was on an interception or on offense? Lane Edis get his hands on the ball. He has looked so good and so athletic. That would have been nice to see. He looks the part as a Division II football player, don't you think? I mean, his build and...
0: Oh, yeah. And he likes to play football. Yeah. He's always liked to play football. He's got the pedigree. Third and 20. Needs something here so he can go for it on fourth. Krause over the middle of the football field. Diving reception at the 30-yard line by Chase Norblade. Beautiful catch. Now there's some... Dis- there's some debate, did he catch it or not? The defense says no. The offense says yes. There's only one guy that matters, the guy in the stripes. And he says yes. And now you can go for it on fourth down. You picked up 6-14 on the play. It'll be fourth and six. So this is the ball game right here just to keep the South alive. Down 25-10 to with 3-10 to go in the game. Both teams with two timeouts remaining. Baptiste stays in the backfield as the running back. Krause throws a quick one that goes right through the hands. It might even be intercepted by Lane Edis. It is. It went through the hands that time of Jaden Davis. Two red jerseys were there. Ulrich and Edis are in the area, and Lane Edis with the interception. I wanted to see him get his hands
3: on the ball, just not with his back on the ground. (laughs) That was a great play. This so, really has been a good a, a good football game. I know it didn't have a lot of the scoring and a lot of the craziness that uh, a lot of these games have, but
0: he's coming, Doug. So we will see them try and run out the clock here again. Carter Terry has Cooper Jewett as his uh, running back, and waiting, waiting, waiting.
3: Oh, nice little run there. <laughs> And this is just a grind them out type run that we're going to see here, Doug, now going away. That's Cooper Jewett from Elkhorn South going to get the ball. I don't anticipate seeing the ball go in the air again anytime soon. We're going to see the play clock just continue to tick. Oh, geez, poor Coach Snodgrass. Big, deep breath there with his hands on his hips. He's upset, as you said. I mean, this is a competitive situation. and You want to win? So-
0: Second down and six. Carter Terry with Alex Rogers. He's going to hand it off to Rogers again. Rogers has a hole 35, and he's going to be brought down at the 30-yard line by Josh Bailey. And Josh Bailey had a heck of a high school career as well. Don't forget at the end, the new West Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Surgery postgame show. We'll run down the final stats for you. The only two scores of the second half, the Gabe Hines 37-yard field goal and then Terry to Rodgers on a 12-yard touchdown pass. Yeah, I mean, this second half got done in a microwave. Yeah, it was, and it was moved along a little bit quicker. And Sometimes that second half was wide open, and you see a lot more scoring. That was not the case here. The defense really played much better. Harbor in the backfield, they fake the handoff. Now Terry trying to run around and find a hole. He'll get to the 30-yard line. Might have been a little miscommunication on that play there between him and Harbor. But nonetheless, they keep the ball moving forward. They keep the clock going. And just one more first down. I'm not even sure that they need that. Second down and 10.
3: Yeah, I don't think they probably do. 115 and counting now with... 19 19 still on the play clock.
0: want to thank Coach Nodgrass, Coach Lamanji for their help and getting to chat with them and all the Shriners that we got to work with on Tuesday and again here the last couple of days. As Terry takes it, gives it to Cooper Jewett. Jewett finds a hole up the middle, 30, 25, 20, 15, 10, into the end zone. Cooper Jewett is going to take it in from 30 yards out, one of those where you're trying to strip the ball and forgot to tackle the second touchdown of the game for Jewett.
3: Yeah, Jewett showed a lot of athleticism, too, there. You know, both times, we, you know, Jewett, that's his second score of the day, I believe. Dougie had a, uh, the first touchdown catch, a 30-yard catch. But in the open field, looked very athletic there.
0: And so, Sid DeMeo will have a chance to add the extra point. And in the end, uh, the score won't look as close as the game actually was. But the bulk of the North was able to beat... Maybe the finesse of the South as DeMeo's kick is on the way, and it is good. 55 seconds remaining in the football game the North. 32, the South 10. You're listening to the 61st Shrine roll on Power 99. Doug Duda along with Larry Baker. Final 55 seconds to go. Shrine Bowl. the North has scored the last 14 to go up 32-10. to 10. And let's see if we can get any kind of a return here for the South. Nope, it goes into the end zone. And Norblade's going to bring it out. They're going to let him bring it out to the 10, the 15. And he'll get to the 20-yard line. Fifty seconds left here and see
3: what we get.
0: And again, you talk about some of the local kids, uh, you know, Landon Weber of Adams Central. We called his name a lot early in the football game. I thought Braden Miller played well in the game for Carney. Gabe Hines did what he had to do when he was kicking the ball out there. Trenton Harbor from Gothenburg. Jesse Ulrich from Ord made a couple of nice plays out there. Uh, Sam Sims, we haven't called his name hardly at all in the second half, but he was all over the place in the first half. We talked about uh, Kojo Atikpaho uh, quite a bit. Carter Terry from Northwest has obviously had a great
3: game. Yeah, no, they've, I mean, our area guys have just done a tremendous job. It wouldn't surprise me to see Carter Terry maybe be offensive player of the game. Uh, Harbor, if anybody just watched it and said, forget the stats,
0: Harbor's your guy. Well, I think if Carter Terry wins the award, he'll be the first guy to win the award not originally selected for the Shrine game. Oh, sure. I don't know how he wasn't. That's how many good quarterbacks there were, but uh, he wasn't one of the first two picked, and one of them had to leave. We talked about it with Ron Powell
3: at halftime. Yeah, Cedric Case went to Texas State.
0: And they fumbled the snap here, and uh, they'll pick it back up, hand it off at quarterback Braden Miller, but nowhere to go. Yeah, Jaden Davis, Lincoln Southeast. There was nowhere to
3: go for him. And I just will tell you, Cedric Case was the best quarterback in the state of Nebraska by a million miles. This kid was legit, uh, unbelievable kid.
0: And he would have played for the North, and they were able to get along without him. The South only has to run one more play, and I think that's all Coach Snodgrass wants his team to do. In fact, for some reason, the play clock didn't get started on time. They don't even have to run another play, but they will. Might even be just a kneel down here. Let's see what Miller does. Maybe hands it to Edwin Baptiste, who hasn't had a carry yet. Pitch play outside. And this time it will be Jaden Davis, and he'll be brought down behind the line of scrimmage. And that should wrap things up here, will we get a timeout? Nope, that's going to wrap things up. The tackle was made by Kobe Brandenburg out of Central City, so he gets in on the tackle. And that's going to wrap things up for the 61st Annual Shrine Bowl, the 2019 edition will go to the north. As they defeat the South by a score of 32 to 10,
12: Alex Rogers,
0: Alex Rogers, the offensive player of the game, led the uh, game in rushing, and on defense, Braden and Braden Sellen will uh, bring it home. So congratulations! He had the majority of his tackles in the first half out of Lincoln East. Braden Selen and then uh, Alex Rogers. Uh, of course, uh, out of Omaha, Ron Colley. So they are your Shrine Bowl offensive and defensive MVPs here today. We'll be back with a complete rundown of the stats and wrap things up on the New West Postgame Show right after this.
12: For professional service to keep your business running smoothly, call Hellman, Maine, Kostler, and Cottle. Don't let your financial accounts become overtaxing. Let Hellman, Maine, Kostler, and Cottle take care of the accounting while you worry about taking care of your business.
1: Archer Credit Union is a community credit union offering a full range of personal, agricultural, and commercial financial services. You'll find an amazing culture where people truly have the passion and expertise to help you with anything from the day-to-day to to complex financial solutions, to large farm operations, to local businesses, to families, and to students. We value people first. We live, work, and help other people in our communities with local solutions to local decision-making. Archer Credit Union is a proud sponsor of all the area athletes and wishes them good luck.
0: Well, and now the proud parents are just a few moments away from meeting up with their sons one more time here, and a lot of these guys turn around and go right back off to college uh, as soon as tomorrow. Some of them, some of them are going to get ready to go out to Scotts Bluff for the All-Star game. Others like Lane Edis and your eight-man guys, John Christensen, getting ready. We'll see them in Hastings here. Uh, two weeks from today for the Sertoma eight-man game
3: yeah I I mean for a lot of these guys this doesn't necessarily end remember when Travis Holcomb played in this game from Centura he left this game and went and played in a basketball game that night so there's that event I mean there's a lot of these athletes are the best in the state and these guys go on and on but like your, I guess says Garrett Snodgrass the only UNL guy here uh, scholarship guy but I mean he's got to be back at breakfast like there's you don't get a miss.
0: Yeah, there's, they, they gave you what they gave you, and now you turn around and you go back. There were 14 future Huskers that were a part uh, of the Shrine Bowl uh, here today. The North wins at 32-10. to 10. Again, the field conditions here are always great. Impact Ag Partners. I want you to know that uh, Todd Travis and Craig Weeches are there for you. Your local Pioneer Seed dealer, Pioneer, knows more about field conditions with top-yielding Pioneer brand soybeans with impact partners and Pioneer Seed Science with Service Delivering Success, and to all those that have had to come from across this state with the weather being as it has been, even into this early portion of this week with all the flooding, uh, sometimes some of these kids had a lot more going on than the world of sports as they tried to get through their spring sports season, and then even... Uh, leaving the farm and coming up here to uh, participate in the Shrine Bowl. It's not all Metro, uh, and even the Metro had some uh, major damage from uh, everything that went on uh, late winter, early spring.
3: Yeah, and to be completely honest, for any of these kids that had to go through that, uh, this probably has been kind of a nice uh, break for their families to be able to go through what is a very fun time and not... Uh, such a serious time, so there's no doubt our
0: state has really been through it, Doug. This is the New West Sports Medicine Orthopedic Surgery Postgame Show, certified and fellowship-trained physicians providing a superior standard of care with no referral necessary. No matter the activity, New West is here to get you back to it. Schedule your appointment today. No 100-yard receivers, no 100-yard rushers. Uh, The quarterbacks, Carter Terry, 152. Braden Miller, 123. No 200-yard passers, which you very rarely see uh, in the Shrine Bowl. Uh, One of the more balanced. And again, it wasn't offensively out of control, but the North did have 366 yards of offense to the South's 149.
3: Yeah, I mean, ultimately, the South just struggled to get it going, and I really think that boils down, Doug, to probably through camp, just being able to decide which which uh, lane to, to run in. I think the team was really built to be an inside-go team, but you had a great quarterback as well that could kind of spin it. So the offense sputtered. Uh, what I thought the South was going to be able to do is exactly what the North was able to do, and that was establish a very legit running game that chewed clock. They were able to hit the passes when they needed to. They really were more balanced from the perspective of they had the – better receiver in the Bellevue West uh, kid, and uh, they were able to run the ball. I mean, Harbour and Hawkins ultimately were the difference in this game completely.
0: And then uh, let's take a look at uh, the stats here to uh, uh, give you our wrap on the 2019 Shrine Bowl. I'm going to start on defense. Uh, The North so balanced. Lane Edis actually tied for the team high in uh, tackles today with four, along with Kojo Atikpaho and Jesse Ulrich. So you had Mullen, Ord, and Grand Island Senior High all had four. Connor Cowling with three, including a tackle for loss. Sacks today from Trenton Harbor and Travis Tyler. uh, Sam Sims, Cooper Jewett, Caden Johnson just got about ten kids with two tackles in the ballgame. Then for the South, Braden Sellen, who was the defensive MVP, had eight tackles, all solo. Garrett Snodgrass had seven tackles. Landon Weber had six. Nick Leader four tackles, including a sack. Bailey Darnell, four tackles, including a tackle for a loss in the football game. Offensively in the contest, we will start with the South. Garrett Snodgrass actually was the leading rusher with 16 rushes in this uh, ball game. Uh, so you, you look at some of what happened out there in the football game, some of the positives, some of the negatives, and there just wasn't much going from the rushing attack uh, today. Uh, from from the south, Larry.
3: Yeah, that's crazy to think that it's him and you had Garrett Epperson on your team, who I'm just telling you, he's going to go off to Augustana, Epperson is, uh, and he's going to light Division Two up, uh, Doug.
0: 24 rushes, negative 19 yards. They had a couple of bad plays, bad pitch, and a, a lost fumble or a fumble on the play that really hurt them. Throwing the ball, Braden Miller, 9 of 15 123 yards and a 54-yard touchdown. Joseph Krause, 6 of 13, 34 yards and a pick. Uh, Jablonski, uh, he didn't throw it. They got that in there. Oh, yeah, he did. Or Excuse me, on the halfback pass to start the game one for one. Uh, for 11 yards and stockgrass over one as a team 16 to 30 one interception one touchdown 168 yards through the air negative 19 on the ground 149 yards of total offense 11 first downs today for the south squad uh, also four penalties for 30 yards six punts for an average of 26.2. They had the ball for 18 and a half minutes to 29 and a half minutes for the North. The North, led by the offensive MVP Alex Rogers, 17 carries, 78 yards, five receptions, 43 yards, and a touchdown. Cooper Jewett, six carries, 50 yards, two touchdowns. Trenton Harbor of Gothenburg, four carries, 44 yards, and a touchdown. He had another touchdown wiped out on a penalty. Rhett Jordan, four carries, 24 yards. Sid DeMayo, one carry, six yards. Mason Heemstra, one carry, negative two yards, Carter Terry, two carries, negative 14, 35 rushing attempts, 186 yards rushing, throwing the ball, Sid Demayo, six of eight, 28 yards, Carter Terry, 13 out of 20, 152 yards and two touchdowns, 19 out of 28 for 180 yards, throwing 186 on the ground, that's 366 yards of offense, Twenty first downs in the ball game today. 13 penalties for 90 yards, four punts that averaged about 38 yards there for Lane Edis. They were 7 of 12 on third down in the football game here this afternoon.
3: Yeah, and that's that piece where you had uh, Rodgers being able to do that. That's where this game
0: was won, Doug. 32 to 10 ends up being the final score here. Uh, The South got things going on a five-yard run by Cooper Jewett. It was a... Bobbled snap putt that they kicked into the wind that went zero yards, so they have an 11 yard drive, 306 to go in the first quarter. The North is up six to nothing. Then Trenton Harbor breaks a 33 yard touchdown run for Gothenburg with 621 to go in the second quarter. The extra point kick was wide left, made it 12 to nothing, capping off a four play, 80 yard drive. Then Bailey Darnell hauls in a 54 yard touchdown pass from Carney's Braden Miller, and that makes it 12-7 after Carney's Gabe Hines adds the extra point with 4.22 to go in the second. And right before halftime, it was Carter Terry hitting Shane Daly Jr. on a 14-yard touchdown pass. He just made a great move. The defensive back fell down. It's like playing man-to-man defense in basketball. and You just break the ankles. The extra point run was no good, so it was 18-7 at the half. The North got the ball to start the third quarter, marched it all the way down to the one then you got that hold call that wiped out the touchdown, made it fourth and goal at the 11. They went for it. It didn't work out. The South then marched it down the field and hit a 37-yard field goal, and each team only had it that one time with 24 seconds remaining in the third quarter. But it cut it to 18-10, to a one-possession game at the South. Really never moved the ball at all in the fourth quarter. Alex Rogers a 12-yard touchdown reception from Carter Terry with 6.31 to go. Sid DeMeo made the kick 25-10. to Then Cooper Jewett broke a 30-yarder with 55 seconds to go. DeMeo made another kick, and that ended the game at 32-10 to in favor of the North. Our wrap brought to you by Buffalo County Farm Bureau. Everything you need covered wrapped up in one great insurance agent, Buffalo County Farm Bureau in Kearney. Yeah,
3: you really thought in that third quarter, Doug, where – the North team goes, holds the ball for the entire, what seemed like the entire quarter, six, seven minutes, eight minutes, whatever it was, got no points. The South gets the ball, and they return the favorites where there's just literally half a minute left in the quarter, and they did score. Just a field goal, but they did score. It actually felt at that time, okay, here we go. This is going to be uh, an interesting fourth quarter and how this goes, and it just never really materialized. That's going to wrap things up here
0: for the 2019 Shrine Bowl. Larry, final thoughts?
3: Yeah, I, I thought it was another great game. Uh, can't wait to do it again next year. And football's completely done. Now we're counting down the days. We're inside of 100 days, I think, aren't we?
0: It's, it's, it's scary. It's oh, it's scary. nuts, yes. Don't forget, two weeks from today, it is the Sertoma 8-man All-Star High School football game for you from Hastings at 6 o'clock here on Power 99. And coming up tonight on 1230 AM KHS, it's raining in Oklahoma City, so we don't know when the Nebraska game will start Uh, With Oklahoma State tonight, Uh, they are still uh, working through some rain up there, which also is affecting what's going on at the uh, Women's College World Series. But uh, Harvard and uh, UConn uh, were uh, battling, and uh, they are resuming, and UConn has put up seven in the second. They lead Harvard seven to nothing. Baylor leads Omaha four to one in the bottom of the third, and uh, Creighton is still leading Oregon State in an elimination game three to one. In the bottom of the fifth. For our producer-engineers, Stacy Johns and Larry Baker, I'm Doug Duda. You've been listening to the New West Sports Medicine, or orthopedic surgery post-game show. No matter what is on your schedule, they can take care of you. Certified and fellowship-trained physicians providing a superior standard of care with no referral necessary. The North, 32, the South, 10. I'm Doug Duda. Thanks for joining us. Enjoy your summer on this 1st of June. Thanks for joining us from UNK's Foster Field.